folks and welcome back to another exciting episode of Loss of Lieutenants. I'm your host Kevin and on tonight's show I'm joined by fellow hosts Nick and John. Yay, John. Long I time. Know, it's been a while. Long time it's no It's been see. a little while since you have graced us with your uh, dulcet tones. I, I think I, the last time was maybe just after CanCon when I came around to your house and we recorded um, some stuff, Nick. Um, but I think that that is the last time I've been on the on the show. Well, good to hear that you're still alive. Just um, about, yes. Oh, that's great. So we've got uh, some some fun things to talk about tonight. Kev, did you want to do a bit of a rundown? Sure. So on tonight's uh, show, we'll be mostly covering the studio update from CB and the Bostria and a lot about the Bostria inter- interview that uh, he did on MayaCast. But first, we've got our usual introduction. We'll talk about recent games, but I don't think any of us have been playing that many games lately but we had we did we did just finish up plague city punch on which was the league that russell mcgifford was running on tts we had about 20 players i think most of them from melbourne a few from around australia and a couple from international and uh, so that wrapped up it was three three rounds using n3 rules and rob cantrell took the top spot with his toha I think he had 30 objective points, so 10, 10, 10 on all three of his games. So congratulations to Rob for that. But interestingly, or uh, fantastically, uh, Kale, uh, who is one of our relatively newer players in Melbourne, uh, took the second spot place with his uh, attack. So congratulations to Kale for that, mate. You've, I think he, what, he only came onto the scene like last, late last year, mid last year, something like that. And um, yeah, he's been really into tts and he's been doing really well with um with his tax so well done for that friend of the show well host of the show julian took third spot with toha as well so we had a toha one three there which just explains why they shouldn't be allowed in n4 yeah definitely agree with that the only the only reason that there was toha presence was because um uh, they're just overpowered and, and need to be nerfed um no the, the one of the missions was was biotech vol and yes. I think one of the reasons that a lot of people, because there was quite a few Toha, there was at least three Toha players. Yeah, that's right. Might have been more. Um, and the, one of the reasons why Toha was chosen by some of those people was because they do operate really well in um, in biotech vol. That's right. Yes, they do. I and mean, I think the other ones were frontline and transmission matrix, which is another good reason to take Toha because they they can't really be hacked and they don't you know that's, they don't really right, care yeah. so unsurprisingly they, they that they did well the rest of the players who, who entered there was actually quite a good spread of um, all the factions all the main factions were represented um not every sectoral obviously but um it was good to see a, a decent spread i took starco and i think i ended up 10th so in the middle of the pack which was good pretty happy with that nice. um i think it was like a one major one minor and a loss three great opponents had a good had a great time but i am fucking done with n3 now i don't know what you I, guys I, I, I feel exactly the same like i'm just i'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not at all inter- i don't want to play n3 i don't want to play this n3.5 that's floating around where people are doing like a hodgepodge of the rules that we know mixed in with the n3 rules i don't want to play that shit i just i just want the next 3 weeks to go by as quickly as possible so we can get some uh, some proper rules for n4 yeah that's, and- that's the train i'm on uh, I'm totally with you there, and just thinking about it, it's this lead up to. Uh, I mean, it can't come soon enough because the longer that they were waiting, the more, the more speculation and, and posting on WGC that there's going to be, and 
the 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 lower tolerance people are going to have for um um bitching and moaning about it so let's just get i mean the, the memes are helpful but we just need to, we just need to get there but it's only three more weeks which coincidentally coincides when hopefully melbourne will be out of stage four restrictions so that's uh double time to celebrate uh with any luck that's it yeah yeah so Fingers, fingers crossed. Uh, everything proceeds well there, and we we get some uh, some nice juicy digital uploads. Ooh. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited. I cannot, I cannot wait to read the rules and not be able to play a game in person until <laughs> God, <laughs> a, a, at least October, I guess. But yeah, fingers crossed. We'll we'll just we'll stay positive here in the here in Melbourne town. So we'll move on. Uh, before we get into the main segment, we have a couple of announcements. First thing is a correction from last week's or last episode where we talked extensively about a gizmo kit and then uh, we're told, uh, have been informed since by a few of our listeners that we completely got the rules for it wrong. So apologies yeah, so for that. <laughs> we, what we thought was that the new tag for Assassin Baram had what well, well it says in the profile gizmo kit 11 right which means when you use a gizmo kit against it it's rolled on 11 rather than its normal fizz what we thought that meant was that the tag itself had a gizmo kit and could effectively go around repairing itself which is not accurate no it would be amazing it would be what we, we thought. spent <laughs> i mean we spent quite a lot of time talking about it as well so yeah so apologies to our listeners for that um, i think it was just the way that I guess these profiles are written now, having uh, as many rules as possible written on the profile. It just kind of threw us for a loop. Um, but, I mean, we're talking off here about that. Uh, we wonder what implication that might have for um, other units in the game. So, obviously, it looks like tags will have a fixed fizz if you want to gizmo kit them. But um, at the moment, we haven't seen anything come out for paramedics or par- the paramedic um, skill. The medi 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 pack medikit 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 yes medikit. So it'd be interesting to see because at the moment, given code one, there is no neg three on a on a medikit. There will be instances where it's probably better to use the the fizz of what you're healing rather than the whip of your doctor, um, especially if you're something like a pano pano trauma doc <laughs> who's whip twelve, but he's he's trying to heal a, an orc on a fourteen. You know that's pretty. You know that's a, that's a decent decent upgrade. And and then as uh, and then we were saying as well, like what what does that mean for if you try to heal McMurrow with a medikit? He's fizz sixteen. That's um, a fairly decent chance of getting it back up. Uh, you know, you wouldn't even need to bother using the doctor skill for that. I guess the I guess the difference would be is at the moment you can't use a you can't use your cube against a medikit, but you can against a doctor. So maybe that's a trade off. Like on some units, you might be rolling a higher whip or a higher fizz. But uh, if you fail it, then that thing's dead. Which yeah, I guess you don't have the chance to re-roll by spending yeah. a command token, which is the cube, for example. Yeah. Which I guess doesn't really matter if you are Ariadna because you don't have cubes anyway. Although I think McMurrow might have a cube. I don't know. Anyway, that just that just sort of another another piece of speculation that we have to wait three weeks for. That's right. And I feel- there is going to be so much detail on these profiles, you, but then also there's a trade-off between all this detail being present there and it also getting too crowded by having things like this. Mm-hmm. So I mean, for the, for, for simple, for the, for ease of use, because I mean, you don't want to have a whole bunch of profiles that have all got Medikit 11 or whatever. Yeah. Sure. Might be able to, the gizmo kit thing might be able to go on tags, but if it's on some units and not on other units, it could just get confusing. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if 
they just left that. Um, yeah, I think it's 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 like a, a fairly limited it's a fairly limited advantage. You know, like there's very few things in the game that are higher than Fizz fourteen. So you know the and the chance that you're going to be medicating them back up is probably not that often. Um, yeah, and, and you, they don't. I don't think it would be a good idea to disincentivize the use of healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, which is exactly why a lot of people didn't do uh, didn't really use medikits in the first place because they'd rather spend an extra order and be able to use that higher whip and the reroll rather than go for unless you really are like you know last order of the of the turn and you really need to get this guy back up. But if um, he dies, he dies. Yeah. I mean, although I think I think it was at CanCon like two years ago, I was playing Chris and twice, twice I dropped his Kamau MSV2 sniper and twice he got his trauma doc to bring him, bring her back up uh, with the uh, medikit on like an eight, twice. Ooh. And I was like, <laughs> he was like, this has never happened before. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that was, a, that was that correction. We have, we had our loss of Lieutenant Hobby Knight on last night. No. Saturday night. night. Saturday night. Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> Two nights ago. <laughs> Two nights ago. Uh, Nick is still recovering from it, though, so it might feel like last night. It was It was a super, super fun night. I mean, I know I had a great time. Um, and <laughs> as such, I, I honestly can't remember half of the things that I was that I was going on about <laughs> for the whole thing because um, I'm such a clever dude. I thought it would be a good idea to drink literally half a bottle of whiskey in the space <laughs> of about two hours, uh, which is probably like, I figured, I looked at it today and I was like, that's probably about like 11 or 12 standard drinks, yeah. which is not a small amount of, uh, of, of booze. And like it got to the point where I do, like one of the things I remember saying is that like when I, I closed my paint pots and put my paintbrush down and, and made the announcement that I have ceased painting because I <laughs> barely see the models that I'm trying to put paint on. So at one point you left the chat. I don't like it's, it's like yes, the, the accident. online of, a version of falling off your chair. Like you just, it's like, where's that gone? <laughs> and he's just left. <laughs> and then we got a message in the, in our podcast chat saying, Oh shit! I left the chat <laughs> <laughs> because I was hosting it as well. So like, and we we used uh, Google Meet, whereas previously we've used Zoom. So I didn't know what was going to happen because I was the host. Would would it just close it for everyone? And luckily, the the system has accounted for drunken idiots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was a really fun night. We had well, like twenty people. Or um, uh, yeah, we had like night. we we had. I think the most we had on at one time was about 18. Yeah. Um, but through, over the night, we had over 20 people come through because um, we went from – we started at 7.30 and uh, you were on until like 1 a.m.? Yeah, I think John and I and who else was on there? Ben. Ben, ben Wanaka. Oh, yeah, Ben and there was oh, – was it just the three of us on until about 1 in the morning? Oh, yeah. and Gus. Gus was on too. Oh, of course, yeah, Gus was on as well. Yeah, so there was about four of us on until about 1. Um, I was polishing off another glass of whiskey. Yeah, it was great. It was it was really good. We had we had a, a broad topic of a uh, broad range of topics as well. It wasn't all in all infinity, which is good. You know, get to check in and see how everyone's going and be a bit more personal, which is always nice. And uh, I think a lot of us got some hobby done, which is which is always great. Really, really happy with it. Yeah, so that's the third one of those that we've run. Yeah, I'm thinking about maybe doing another one in two weeks' time. Maybe the weekend before the weekend before the end four drop. We get in four. Um, I won't be drinking. Drinking quite, so, quite so much. So yeah, if you want to, if you if you wanted to come on to to see the drunken Nick show, it's it's probably not going to happen again. Um, 
Uh, join our Patreon to uh, donate, donate <laughs> yeah, to make right. Nick drink. <laughs> no, I, I'll, keep, I'll keep that on my OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> well, it was Father's Day for you the next morning as well, so which which would have been um, fun times. Well, it was great. So I, I yeah, got up on Father's Day and uh, my wife had cooked me this amazing full English breakfast. And um, then we were going to go for, go out for a walk and get some coffees down the street. But it was like maybe half an hour after breakfast. That's when the uh, the hangover really hit me. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't go out. I have to go back to bed. And I had a snooze from 10.30 till about 1. <laughs> and, uh, that's not a snooze. That's a sleep. <laughs> And then, uh, then got got up and had a really lovely um, Father's Day afternoon. So, <laughs> oh, that's great! Yeah, uh, great to hang out with everybody for a few hours. So, you definitely should do that again. I think it's good to um, kind of get together and just chat while doing hobby too, because it it is kind of a solitary activity when you're you're painting and or doing whatever it is for your hobby. And so, being able to just kind of just sit and shoot the shit and talk with people is really nice. Yeah, no, I agreed. Uh, but although I think I will have to watch how much I'm drinking or how much we're drinking because you, you, your hobby, your, your ability to hobby does uh, does decrease rapidly. I think I dropped my Hajduk on my Nana rug at least three times. I was going to say, have you got the hair out of that yet? Oh, God, it's <laughs> it's not noticeable, but geez, I was, <laughs> I was like, why do I keep dropping this fucking thing? Uh, but just reminded me I need to wash this thing. So uh, uh, we'll finish off that. Um, I think we announced as well on Facebook that we are now on Spotify and Stitcher for those who have been crying out for for the last 12 months we, we all the episodes are now available on Spotify which uh, admittingly is probably a better app than Podbean So, and uh, Stitcher I haven't used it but I know a lot of people do so uh, search for us on those um, yeah Stitcher is the my podcast app of choice yeah right oh, so now you, John you can now listen to all of our episodes lucky you okay, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah my yeah, listen. I hate listening to myself. I I listen to the episodes that I'm not on, but I never listen to the episodes that I'm on. I hate the sound of my voice. I think I think uh, I think we're all in the same boat there. I, I listen to it for for my own benefit, even though I cringe most of the way through it. Um. Okay, guys. So we'll get into the main main body of the shows. Like I say, it's going to be just talk, talking about what's kind of dropped from CB in the last week. Uh, so that will include the uh, Bromad Academy uh, reveal the studio update that was on the weekend and then the Mayakas interview with Bostria. So we'll get straight into it. So Bromad Academy dropped so, the... Right. Oh, sorry. Bostria, Bostria was on Mayakast and then just before that he was on with White Noise. Are we like the only podcast that doesn't get Bostria? Is that <laughs> is that how this works? I guess so. I guess we are the <laughs> podcast that gets to talk about other podcasts talking to <laughs> other people. <laughs> I mean, what we what we shouldn't um, what we should really let people know is that we're actually having Gutierre on. No, no, we're not having Gutierre on. It'd be great. <laughs> in all honesty, in all honesty, if we maybe reached out to CB and asked them. They might throw us a bone or something, but it's just you might laugh and say, "Hell no, <laughs> we've heard you guys." They, they, they might, yeah, they might. I think it was it during the white noise Bostra episode. I heard him say, "You know, he he listens to all the podcasts," and I was like, "Oh, does he really?" <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> sorry, Bostra. We love the game, really honest. So, cheer colors, guys. So they dropped uh, on the Bromad Propaganda Bromad Academy page last week. Um, so they're the new. Uh, light line infantry, I guess, for Tunguska. 
there was a lot of speculation when the prof- uh, profiles, when the pictures dropped for them, what they might be. There was speculation about them being some sort of impersonator because they had the word cheer killer in their name. Uh, some people thought they might be like a war band for Tunguska, but instead we got a pretty interesting line infantry profile um, that can looks like it can link. So I'll go through what the profile is quickly. So it's just a sort of BS12 line infantry with um, dodge plus three, martial arts level one, super jump uh, with a range of weaponry, all none of which cost any SWC, which is always good ranging from between 13 points and 25 points. So have you guys had a look through them? Is there any profiles there that stand out to you? I mean, they, in general, they all seem very cheap for what you get. There's a nice range of uh, options there. You know, you're not looking at, you know, you can get a 13-point profile, but you can get a 25-point profile. You know, you, there is a specialist operator profile. They they're kind of, they kind of do what line infantry, like sort of profiles do in, in that they fill... They, they, you can pick any one of those and they seem to fill a role quite quite nicely. For me, actually, I was looking at the profile. The one that for me stands out, and it's not the one that you think is going to stand out, it's it's the AP Rifle Nanopulsar option. And the reason why I say that, and not the Shock Marksman MSV2, because that's clearly a, a really good profile, is it's just, it's just an interesting choice to have an AP rifle because it's not a weapon that you see often in nomads it's like ap rifle is something you see in hack islam or ariadna so seeing an ap rifle nanopulsar with a multi-pistol with plus one bursts which it basically just is pretty much the same as having a ap combi rifle because the rifle is obviously a zero range band from zero to eight so, but that'll yeah. swap it out with the multi pistol, you mean? Yes, yeah, so you have the yes, you yeah. have the multi pistol from zero all the way to sixteen uh, with the plus three range band. But I guess multi pistol does give you double action, so it's just kind of weird that they gave them an AP rifle rather than just a multi rifle. Um, so I thought that was interesting. The the use of that, it just seemed it seems strange that they wouldn't just give her a multi rifle instead. But yeah, that I mean that's probably just. Something to do with the um, the calculator or to keep it at a certain price, I would say, off the top of my head. Yeah, um, I also, I mean, AP rifle and like basically, I mean, AP rifle, a couple of submachine guns in there. We've got a, like three of those five profiles have got AP, AP yeah. ammunition. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that armor is a lot more focused because of the new creep mechanic. Um, is a lot much more of an important stat than it was previously, which means that weapons that can negate armor will also be of more value. Yeah, not true. And I, I guess uh, thinking about the multi rifle, I guess if they don't, if she doesn't have a multi rifle, then she doesn't have double action. In you know, she can't use DA rounds except for on the multi pistol. So I guess that's like a bit of grant, like you say, with the costing. I guess that makes her keeps her below twenty points. So what do you guys reckon? What do you guys think? Yeah, like something as a total standout, which we do need to talk about, is that this pro these cheer killers means that Tunguska will now have access to MSV two, which they have not, as a faction, have not had before. No, and I think a lot of people were like crying out for that for a for a while. Um, it's mitigated a little bit. Sorry, sorry. People, sure, people have been crying out for it, but people have been crying out for it before the announcement that MSV one can now 
fire through smoke, whereas previously it couldn't. So, yeah. and and Tunguska have had plenty of profiles with MSV one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, when when before uh, when people were wanting MSV two in Tunguska, I my first response was shut up crybabies like you can't have everything in a in a in a sectorial you you know you, you know people want msv2 in every sectorial just as people people like panel players want smoke like you're not going to get it and now they now they've got it but it is on a fairly you know it's not on a awesome profile like it's on a it's on a it's on a reasonable profile if it can go in a harris or if it can go in a core that's great, you know. Shock marksman rifles, nothing to be sne- uh, nothing to sneeze at. I think we see like that, the, like the Kembatai and GSA. Um, somewhere. I really like that profile. Yeah, so it's a great profile, and like a shock marksman is is a great gun. Like, interestingly, the um, Kempe in JSA with the shock marksman rifle also has MSV two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's a nice way of giving something to a, a faction without it being on a. HMG or multi sniper or, or or you know something that can be core linked. It doesn't say that they can be core linked at the moment, but we know just that Harris, these, isn't it? Yeah, but we know that these camp these are vanilla profiles, so we don't know how they're gonna function in, in Tunguska. Well, I mean, the fact that they've got fire team, obviously, you can't use that in vanilla. So no, um, maybe that that is the the way they're gonna be, and maybe they will just be a, a Harris or a you know or a special Harris. Yeah, I can imagine. Given they've got super jump, that they will um, be able to form a, a link with um, Hollowmen. That would make sense. Um, seeing as they're on it, also then it gives Hollowmen uh, a unit that is has martial arts and is able to kind of protect their their frag, you know, because they're quite fragile up close. Given their low fizz, because you know these girls dodge in a fifteen as well, which is pretty nice. With the dodge plus three, yeah. With the dodge plus three, yeah. So. Yeah, these these girl these girls seem solid. It's it, there's not one profile on there that you could say is like the best profile. Like there's profiles that you could use in di- different situations. Like the thirteen point one light shock and pulsar is a really cheap, like corner defense. Nice to nice a nice link filler. Nothing nothing wrong with it. A lot a lot of the time as well when you look at list building in the N3 environment, you are often looking at the cheapest option that's going to give you the most bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. Whereas moving into N4 with the the cap on the number of profiles you're going to be able to take, it's not necessarily going to be the cheapest is always the best anymore. That was exactly what I was about to say. That, yeah, you're was, yeah points, I think you're right. You're going to have points left over that you can that you're going to have to spend on something because you can't take Max AVA uh, super cheap stuff anymore. I think for me, the profile that I like the best is is the AP rifle um, nanopulsar with the multi-pistol. 19 points is just a really nice sort of sweet spot. Um, I think the specialist operative profile is is okay. Um, that submachine gun obviously makes it a bit cheaper, but I think I'd rather have a, a gun that can shoot a little bit further than an SMG. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the AP rifle as well, but I mean, I am looking at it for six points more. You get a, you get a weapon that's got the same damage, longer range, um, and is MSV two like that. That, but given the change to crits, I am looking definitely more at things with AP these days. I'm like, because I mean, I've run the the uh, the IR is a really good example in Hack Islam. Like, it's a great piece. It's 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 a heavy infantry. It's got whole hollow two, but its weapon is a shock marksman rifle and. It doesn't kill stuff. <laughs> it really struggles. It well, really, it's really struggles. Interesting, the, um, 
the one with the AP rifle has the the multi pistol as well. So obviously you've got the the AP mode yes. in that as well. So it's got that everywhere. It's, it's just really. I think it's just really nice. Yeah, it's got what, it's got it up close. What as well. types does a multi pistol have? Do you guys know off the top of your head? What was that? What ammo types does a multi pistol get? Uh, AP and double action. Mm. Or sorry, it's basically the same as um, a multi rifle. So AP shock or double action. But lower burst double action. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, burst one double action. So it's it can you know it fulfills that zero to eight range band. Although burst two double action with this one, given the uh, the pistol itself is plus one burst. Burst, yeah. Oh, you know what? That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that because that plus one burst applies in the active turn, and it doesn't matter if it's. Ooh, yeah. Okay, no, you know what? I didn't even think about that. I'm thinking it's two multi pistols, so it's plus one burst. So it's burst three AP or shock, or burst two double action. If you put that in a Harris, that's burst three double action up to it's only out to eight inches, so it's not great. But burst three double action is not not terrible. Yeah, not yeah. That's you can, a good if point. you can leverage the super jump to um to get close to somebody without taking any unnecessary AROs, then mm. yeah, no, I dig it actually. And then you've still got the nanopulsar, so people are like, oh, are you gonna dodge, or am I gonna try and face to face it, and then you know. You've got that. Yeah, you've, got gonna, you've got to leave them with a sort of no-win situation in terms of the decision that they have to make up against when when coming face to face with that type of a loadout. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So um, that's the cheer killer. Is there anything else you guys want to mention about her? I like the I like the key art. It, yeah, it's obviously it's very very nomad. Um, I feel like it sort of it, it strikes me as a bit more almost Bakunin than than Tunguska. Yeah, but, a lot of people yeah. have said that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, but it's it's good that that they will be available in Tunguska, and it's great that they're not just another warband because like Nomads have got plenty of good warbands at the moment anyway. Um, great to see a profile that's like a bit interesting, but isn't like that's just what I like about the way the N four is going. Is you're just gonna like you said, Nick. There just isn't gonna be this min max or less of this min max feeling. You're not looking for the cheapest or the best. You're looking for this like you might be looking for something like this, you know mid-teens, low-twenties. Yeah. I think when, when it comes to list building in N4, people are going to be looking at what is something that can solve a certain problem that they have rather than stacking up loads of cheap stuff. Nobody's going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and like min-maxing, you're going to have a list of things that you want to be able to achieve with a list and then uh, sort of cherry pick from from the different profiles you've got access to. to I mean, people kind of do that anyway, but I think it's going to be more highlighted rather than um, everybody taking fucking five points and eight point. Um, yeah. There's going to be more to choose from. You're not going to be reaching for like you say those those super cheap ex- pieces. And the mid the midfield point bracket units are going to be. You're going to be spoiled for choice. That's what it looks like they're trying to aim for, right? You're going to have five different units within that mid twenties point bracket and you're going to have to think very carefully about what you want to take and um that will hopefully see some interesting lists yeah and and, and we we see that with which is what we're going to talk about in a minute about mm-hmm. these um these profiles would have been uh, spoiled for the new assassins right yeah a bunch of these ones have they're sort of around the same point area but they have very different roles and very different toolboxes yeah they do so we'll get into that now so the studio update was what on the Saturday or Friday, Saturday, Friday night, Friday night, yeah, for us. 
Austria announced that, as you we said earlier on, that 25th of September is when everything's going to drop. So all the online stuff, the PDF, Army Builder 7, all of the stuff that we need to basically play the game will be available. Even the markers, if you want to download Mimetism Neg 3 um, camel markers for your games, which is nice. Um, he also said that Army Builder N3 and Army Builder for N4 will coexist for a few months, which I am quite interested to buy because it will allow people to like to do a, a spot check on how things have changed. Because it's you know it's very easy to forget what 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 was different when you're presented with something new. So being able to to look at both and and see really see where the changes are will be will be nice. Um, Especially given the um that. Uh, one of the other things that he said um, on the Mayacast interview, which I'm, I'm maybe jumping ahead a little bit here, was that um, given the, um, the change to points coming for light infantry, where a lot of the light infantry points are going up by about a point, I think he said, and the sort of medium and heavy infantry um, are seeing a sort of four or five point reduction. So it would be interesting to be able to compare the two and think, okay, so that used to cost me, 35 points now it only cost me 30 yeah yeah and that people are gonna like that's cause just just a handy tool for people to you know get a bit of a perspective on how on, on things changing because you know that it's not every change is probably going to be welcome <laughs> as we'll get to some of those uh later that were announced during the bostria interview so he's got that done then he went into talking about discontinued skus so most of this is what we were expecting like he they had announced steel phalanx were going to be shelved for a while um, Caledonia looked like it was going on the way out with the arrival of Cosmoflot, so that wasn't super new information. But uh, what what we did also notice is that Magister Knights, the Skiavoros, and the Desperados are all becoming discontinued. Which now the Magister Knights aren't even that old, so I was in, I was curious about them. Uh, but the Skiavoros is an old model; it's a fugly model, so I'm hoping that means that it'll get resculpted in. 2021 maybe what are you guys thinking yeah it's, a, it's an interesting one because i um i i know that they're changing the knight of the holy sepulcher Um the knight of the holy sepulcher i think they talked about um is becoming an s5 unit um yeah I think Bostria says it's gonna be almost like a mini tag so i don't know if this is kind of a bit of a um a slight rework in how military orders works maybe mm-hmm. um well, I guess we'll see when things drop, but I, I'm wondering if that—that's the—that's uh, where it's coming from. Is maybe a a bit of a, a military orders kind of switch around. Switch around, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I mean, like in in the the night, that night is at the moment is a hollow hollow two S two forward deploying heavy infantry. So if they're going to make it into an S five almost tag, then it sounds that's a pretty wholesale change to the to the actual uh, that profile. That sounds of things. I mean, unless unless we expect to see a four deploying S five armor six <laughs> heavy infantry with four deployment and uh, hollow two, and you can spend the command token to uh, deploy in suppressive suppressive fire. fire. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess the um, what's his face, the motorbike knight. Um, oh, the Montessa. The Montessa, like that was a pretty big change. Like he used to be, I think he was four deploying as well, and he had the uh, you know, so he was quite different, you know, because he had uh, mechanized deployments, so now they put him on a bike, so that was quite a big change to how he was played, so I guess we shouldn't be surprised to see this profile change quite considerably as well. Desperados, I thought, were interesting because they're in a, they're not an often taken profile, but I can see them being quite useful in uh, N4, given that they are, now, Remind me, Desperados are the one with MSV one on the bikes. 
Uh, I'm just trying to find the profile right now, actually. Uh, uh, US Army ad, no. No, so no, sorry, no, sorry. These are the cheap ones. These are the cheap. These are the cheap. <laughs> oh fuck! Sorry. You all right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tried to beat myself before I called. <laughs> sorry, oh, sorry, oh, listeners. Uh, no, sorry. Desperados are the warband units. Uh, I'm thinking of the God. What am I thinking of? Mavericks? No, the other ones. Marauders, Mavericks. I am not Ma- US Army. I'm thinking of Mavericks. Sorry, they're discontinuing the Desperados, which are the uh, motorcycle warbands for US Army Edna, which got taken quite a lot, and they're thinking quite quite nice models. So that was an interesting um, thing to announce. Uh, the other thing was they're also discontinuing the Dashus, which are not a steel phalanx unit, um, but they're also quite gross. They're old, old models. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not a fan of a lot of the models. No. I have one in my ALF collection. Yeah. And it is not the best model. I see people using like the Nagas instead of the Dashus or, like proxies. So I'm not surprised that they're going but I mean hopefully that means they'll get re-sculpt and then obviously people are crying about Steel Phalanx being discontinued but um, I think that can only mean a good thing right for Steel Phalanx seeing as we discussed on the last episode that you know, uh, um, ALF only have two sectorials, so if they if they drop, you know, they they obviously can't drop Steel Phalanx because they are the poster boys for the Human Sphere, and um, if they do drop them, then ALF will be left with only one. So it's only it's only logical that they'll come back. Um, hopefully, with nice shiny new miniatures that look a bit more like Perseus does. See, I I had a um a good old loss of lieutenant hot take conspiracy theory about this. Oh, well, this is, yeah, go um, in. Please. This is just my um my thing is that is this the the first step to Aleph becoming part of O twelve? Oh, and I, I know this is not going to happen, but I'm you know fluff wise, you could see it making sense because O twelve is really the the overseeing agency for Aleph, and so combining the two together could be a thing that could happen. Yeah, I mean, I I see that as a possibility. I was I was wondering if you're going to come out of it from a um, fluff perspective, in that Paradiso is going to um, they're just going to like nuke it from orbit, and um, all of Steel Phalanx are just going to be like, we've got this, you know, evacuate. We'll like you know Achilles standing there on a hell of dead dead combined. <laughs> Thermopylae style. Yeah, well, yeah. While they, uh, while they just <laughs> this nuke the, the is Paradiso. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, the other thing, thinking fluff wise, is that yeah, they talked about Concilium being under threat. Yes, they did. So, they, um, um, you know, given that's the O twelve home planet, if you like, um, and so having something happen to Concilium where O twelve have to um, relocate, and I don't know. I'm well. We I'm, could, I'm just very much speculating here, but it, yeah. yeah, it could be fun. Well, it was mentioned in, in the Bostria interview, and we'll get to that when we get to the MyCast segment of it. But yeah, I think there's definitely um, a lot of a lot of you know them, them doing this isn't just to like annoy you know to butt hurt the community. They're doing this for a, a reason that is to advance the storyline and and to and to create something exciting. So I think. So it's only a, it's only going to be a good thing. Except I think, as someone did point out, if Steel Phalanx aren't kind of come out, Steel so Steel Phalanx, um, where is it now? So Steel Phalanx and a bunch of other sectorials will not be released on the twenty fifth of September. They won't come out until November. So anyone playing, yeah, late November. So anyone yes. playing N four won't be able to play them. 
or is it just the ones that have been announced as discontinued previously? Or does that now include Steel Phalanx and Caledonia? It now includes. It includes, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was mentioned by Bostria. Yeah, so NCA, Aconte Cemento, QK, Steel Phalanx, um, French, and Toha. So actually not... Oh, so actually not Caledonia. I, think, I, thought, he did, I thought he actually did say... Um, Caledonia. Caledonia and, and Steel Phalanx too, but I could be wrong on that. So, he did, he did yeah. say Steel Phalanx, but I don't remember him saying Caledonia, but whatever. Um, so with that done, the next part was they announced, they revealed Strategos Level 2. Um, so they've looked at, they've obviously revealed Strategos Level 1 as part of the Saladin profile in Starmada, which um, doesn't it hasn't actually explained what it does. No, it doesn't it just do what it did before where the lieutenant order becomes a regular order? Well, sorry, are you talking about level one or level two? Level one. So level one, um, I don't know. I think it does, yes. Um, and then level two now allows you to essentially move a dude from one combat group to another without expending cam- uh, command tokens. Which is the same as the current free agent, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's basically like having... Free agent only applied to the character that had yes, it. Yes, yes. It's something that you can use on anyone to shift them around combat groups, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I really like it. I think that um, that will save that will save your command tokens for when you really need them, for when you need to like reroll that that uh, doctor roll, or when you need to put something into suppressor fire, or a bunch of things into suppressor fire, and uh, not having to spend it on moving a guy from combat group two to combat group number one is. Um, is really nice, and also I was thinking about this because people are like we're down now stuck to fifteen orders, right? There's a lot more chat about will it be ten and five, nine and six, eight and seven. So now, if you start with say like let's just say you've you've got a list that's eight and seven, and you've got like a, a beat piece in combat group number two, and then your opponent docks you to. Damn it, he said that. I said it again. Uh, docks you two orders in combat group number two because he sees the, the the attack piece in there. Then you just go, cool, I'll just spend my free command token and move that attack piece over to combat group number one because I've got space. Yeah. So, And I think, again, fluff-wise, it, it's nice because it makes sense that uh, this guy that's like this super strategic guy has the ability to uh, do more strategy on the battlefield. Well, level two was kind of like rare and not that fantastic. Like being able to being able to hold two reserves was good, but the way in which it was done is you still had to put them both down at the same time. So if you were going first, you do everything but two. Your opponent would do everything but one. You do your last two, and then your opponent would get his last one. And it just felt like it wasn't. That great. Yeah, it, it didn't seem uh, going first. It didn't have the benefit that it would do if you're going second. Whereas going second, it was really good. It was quite good because you could like you know hold two of your good ARO pieces back and wait for them to put down their 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 piece, and then obviously three mitigated the downsides of two because your opponent didn't get any reserves. So um, I see this as being a nice, a really nice change. It's um, it's very it's it's clearly good, right? It's it's yeah it's very obvious how good it is, but it makes me wonder what three is going to be then. Like I wouldn't be surprised if three was just basically the combination of what two and three were in N three. Yeah, um, I agree. Or it could be com- something completely different. Could as be. Well. I so mean, we 
just don't know. The no reserve thing would be great, but we'll see. We'll see. So we've done that. Um, then they came up and they showed the Parvati profile, which we, we saw the render, we saw the model for it during the N4 week, but now we actually have a profile and it is pretty packed with stuff. It certainly is. It uh, has all of the things. It is. It, she is a doctor and engineer, which um, many people thought that she, she would have at least one or the other. Um, and then she also has the added benefit of essentially being um, Akbar doctor, um, as it currently stands in N3, in that she, when she does doctor somebody, it heals two wounds rather than one, uh, which is pretty nice. Um, situational, I guess, depending on obviously if you're healing one wound models or one wound no wound in cap, it's not gonna not gonna help you. But um, healing those heavy infantry back up to two wounds is, yeah, um, yeah. She, she just looking at the profile. I mean, she she is only four four, which I find that a bit surprising considering in um, mm. Aristea she's pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. No, she is. She is a nimble lady, and I think a lot of people. I are guess she's got she's, super jump, which is kind of the fluffy, maybe the fluffy mm, bit for that. True, true. Um, my my one my one weird thing with the profile is she's got shock immunity. Yeah, but she also has remote presence. Yeah, now, she, in N three wounds, not structure. As yeah. Well. But in N3, anything with remote presence automatically has those two... Um, denesting of skills, John. Denesting yes, of indeed. skills. Because now, even if... I think if you've noticed um, tags that have like three structure, they still have shock immunity on their profile so that people know that when they go down to one wound, you still can't put them straight to dead. So it's, it's, it's kind of like for us veterans, it's like, yeah, duh. But I guess new players, maybe it's more for them, I would imagine. But you, yep. did, you did raise a good point, though, is what re- what remote presence is going to be? Because this is the first time we've seen remote presence, I think. Um, yeah, a, so far, yeah. it's the first profile we've seen that's got remote presence. Because, like, all the, ta- all the sorry, remotes in um, Code 1, remote presence doesn't exist. Doesn't exist, yeah. So that'll be interesting to see what that does. I was really surprised to see Deactivator on her profile. Because she's an engineer as well, right? And engineers inherently in N3 have deactivator, but no one ever but fucking nobody used ever it. Uses it. <laughs> um, in fact, I think I would struggle to tell you what it actually did. I, me too, because I, I get confused with, uh, what is it, deactivator, and they have the other one, uh, Minesweeper. Yes. So Minesweeper and deactivator are very similar in that, but Minesweeper turns it into your thing, and deactivator just turns things, like turns like mines or uh, AI beacons, I think, off or maybe not AI beacons, but definitely deployable repeaters. It turns deployable repeaters, off. yeah. Yeah, it turns them off. So now the fact, the fact that they still have deactivator makes me wonder what that does. Because um, I'm hoping it's going to be more useful than uh, what it was in N3. Because the weird thing, of course, is to deactivate something, you'd have to be in contact with it. And if it was a mine, it would go off. Well, I think deactivator has a range. Um, ah, okay. Yeah, but you have to have line of sight, and it's a very mm. short range. But then I'm also getting, I might be getting that confused with Minesweeper. See, that's the, that's the point. That's the problem with it. They're so fucking similar. Yeah. Just brought the profile up here. It's yeah. it's got like zero to eight plus three, eight to sixteen. Sorry, zero to eight plus six, eight to sixteen is plus three, and sixteen to twenty four is neg six. Right. Um, as basically, it's like a gun that you shoot at deployable weapons to turn them off. Yeah. So when you could just Shoot it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and and like at least Minesweeper had the advantage that you could turn 
a mine into yours. You can turn an AI beacon into yours, but the activator just turns shit off. So I hope that it has more uses. Um, I do like that she has, um, does say she has gizmo kit and medikit because she is both a doctor and an engineer, which is cool. Um, she's also armored three, which is pretty impressive. For, six. Yeah, for something that's one wound, you know, not supposed to be a gunfire, giving her armor three, um, it probably explains why she's 38 points as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. That she's quite, quite spinner. Fucking steep because she hasn't she's got thirty-eight points with a submachine gun, which we know helps to uh, reduce to lower, points cost, the, lower the, the point cost, or at least it does in the N three calculation. Whether it does so much in the M four calculation like, remains to be seen. Everything that she's got in this profile, there's a lot of stuff that's going to add up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doctor Akbar, Doctor or Doctor Two Wound, Two Wound, Engineering Plus Three, both Medikit and Gizmo Kit the super jump and dodge plus three um all these things are gonna add up so you've got to land somewhere 38 points in my opinion is pretty steep um for something that just kind of does look a lot like a buffed up um sofatech sofatech yeah yeah yeah, true yeah uh, good move and also (laughs) not no 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 wind in cap so not as survivable either Mm. although it's armor three so yeah, for a one-win model, 38 points is is more than I would want to bear a lot of the time. But again, we're, we're going into N4 territory here, so 38 points might be a really reasonable cost for a doctor engineer. Yeah. Maybe. Don't know. So that's, yeah. that's, that's a hard sell, Kev. That's a hard sell. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, so I've I just brought up Protect, and it's 31 points. Yeah, right. And 15. Yeah, she's and it's a- got... Yeah, defectively two wounds because no ending cap. So, be interested to see what the N four point cost of a soft attack. I know, yeah, but <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. I hate making these comparisons with N three profiles and N four profiles. Yeah. I've been one of the people who, whenever anybody has tried to compare N four what we've seen now with N three profiles, I've always pushed back on it. So you don't know what it's going to look like, um, and so now I'm doing that myself right now. <laughs> It's only fair. It's what it's the only it's the only point of reference we have. We just at least we don't get yeah. fucking salty about it. <laughs> yeah, Julian's not here. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> we can have a balanced debate. Love you, Julian. Um, <laughs> or we can just all agree with each other because we're not. Yeah. Uh, so once the once the Parvati was dropped was uh, revealed, um, Bostria then revealed some of the profiles that we're going to be expecting for the new assassin uh, or the revamped assassin sectorial. So. This had me super excited because these are my this is my first sectorial that I that I ran in N3 and love them heaps and I'm definitely I'm, I was actually I think when they were dropped when the um sectorial chart was revealed I was like has anyone got any muyibs like <laughs> you got any you got any muyibs guys I really want some muyibs because I like you, I you, you just literally did that meme for the next like five days? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I lost, I got mine stolen like a few years ago. So I'm like, I have never gotten around to getting them back. So this is a great time to get them back. So first thing that was revealed, obviously, was the mutts, which um, people have argued for a long time that they are broken and OP and need a, need a change. And CB have answered they, they their prayers. They, I don't even think a nerf bat. I, well, okay. They, they needed to be changed <laughs> to make them less of an auto-include. Um, and given the 15-order cap, I think they have done that. Um, because I think with... I mean, we'll go into the profile, but 
just from the outset, if they didn't change much, they would still be in many of our Hakazam lists. But now with this change, I can see less of them being in lists. So, um, the profiles, the profiles mostly unchanged as far as the uh, stat, the raw stat line goes. The only real change I noticed is that they used to have uh, dogged and religious troop, which was kind of a pointless thing because dogged gave you courage, so you just ignored the fact that there was religious troop in there. So that was um, one thing I noticed. I mean, it's a, it's a very minor thing, but it's it's nice no, no, that they courage, courage you could choose to fail. Um, guts or not whereas religious troop you had to roll to fail exactly that's what i mean so there's no point having religious yeah. if you've got courage because you're never so there, was, yeah. a, there was a clash between those two skills on the yes. same profile that's right yeah because you'd never use religious because you had courage because courage allowed you to feel guts whereas religious didn't allow you to feel guts you had to roll to feel guts <laughs> so, yeah. so i mean clearing that up just means that there's less confusion there yeah exactly right. um so we've gone from two profiles well, arguably one profile in N3. Because <laughs> nobody took the No one took the boarding shotgun. To yeah. five profiles. And that's like what when you look at the loadouts that they've got in this profile, like N3 Mutts had chain rifles, smoker grenades, jammers, and Emirat. Emirat. Emirat as well. So mm-hmm. they had absolutely. Yeah, they had all of it. Yeah. Basically, what they've done is they've taken those, that, that, plethora of kit and spread it out across the different profiles which i absolutely love um i am a massive fan of what they've done here because we've now instead of having a one profile that's got everything and then paying double the price if you want to give them a combi rifle for absolutely zero reason um you can actually are forced to make a choice in what it is you want to bring do you want to have the guy that's got smoke do you want to have a jammer do you want to have an emirat because for at the lower cost end those are all spread out one on each profile then they do combine them in a profile that costs almost twice as much in nine and ten points you get the emirat and the smoke grenades or you get the jammer and smoke grenades um plus a boarding shotgun which, when you look at how shotguns work in N4, it's oh still my God. a template weapon. It's still like a chain rifle. Exactly. It's a smaller template, but it's still a template weapon. And uh, then you've also got the option to use it as a ranged weapon as well. Yeah, I so, mean, they're BS11, but with the plus six, they're still hitting on 17s. Um, or you just use the template mode. Or, yeah, or, yeah, exactly. But you've got that option, you know, whereas before you'd have a pistol, which you'd use very rarely. Um, if ever, unless you, yeah. So, yeah, these these guys are real good. I'm really impressed with how they've broken them out, and may I manage to make every profile viable. And I think that's that's the biggest take home here is not that oh my god, Gazis have been nerfed. This is sorry, not Gazis. Well, they are um, mutts. Yeah, Gazis. It's Gazi Gazi Matuia is the, the official full name of the the but unit. They're either called Gazis or mutts, depending on which. Uh, I don't know. I think okay. we we call them Gazis, and I think a lot of maybe the US people call them mutts. I think I call mm. them. I, I think I call them mutts, but then yeah, whatever. Sorry. Anyway. Anyway. As I'm saying, um, that the main take the main takeaway here is is yeah, Gazi been nerfed. Oh my god! But the way that it's been done, splitting it up, putting those, making every profile a viable profile now, rather than just having that one go to. I mean, there's still AVA four with the. And they're still very cheap, right? 
between five and 10 points. That's very cheap. So we might not necessarily see four Garzis as an auto-include in every single um, list. You might still see two or three potentially and with varying loadouts, meaning that you can get more utility out of them. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think the... The bit at the bottom of the um, the page there is really interesting and, and is actually going to be very useful with that uh, all comms attacks now will have the firewall mods applied to them. Yes. Well, sorry. Well, fire, firewall mods work against jammers. Yes. So you still have to have firewall up or a firewall up, which... Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know because I, I thought I, um, from the Bostria interview, I thought... I interpreted it as him saying that um, basically firewall will apply to basically everybody, um, but I could very well be misinterpreting that. So oh, I interpreted we'll that to, as... Wait is, to read the um, the rules and see. Yeah, I interpreted so, that as being um, fairy dust. So okay, yep. at the moment, fairy dust is not something, not not a, an often used hacking program, but if, there, if hacking becomes more prevalent... And maybe they make fairy, and at the moment, fairy dust I think only affects heavy infantry. If they made a program that just affects everything that's hackable, for instance. And, sorry, would it be tin bots as well? That's what I was. That's what that's what my thought went to is that it oh, is, yeah. it's now affected by um, tin bots. Tin bots. I mean, because well, it depends what what technically creates a firewall mod because firewall mod is also from a deployable repeater. So um, my interpretation was you are now able to defend against a, a jammer using some sort of support wear. Um, to increase your BTS or to decrease their whip, but as you said, John, maybe maybe there's something else there. Maybe there's a a thing I'm missing that will mean that because like it wouldn't be there all the time. Because otherwise, what's the point? You it would have to be something that you would have to enable yeah. on on a trooper or buy for a trooper to give them. Maybe some troopers will just come with firewall on their um, weapon loadout. Yeah, just some have the native skill. Maybe yeah, yeah. like like rather than having Timbot A, Timbot B. Yeah. Just have um, deflector is that rule deflector A and or one and two from Timbots A and B or something? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah, he's right. That's like again, it's like a, a nested rule within a nested rule, right? It's like Timbot A, which is deflector level one, which means this, rather than just going <laughs> firewall mods neg three or firewall neg six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I mean, that could be something that we see that can just completely relate replaces Timbots, for example. Yeah. Um, to get rid of all those different layers of rules that people would have to go into. So that's, hopefully that's, that's what it is. That's hopefully. cool. Yeah, and it was also confirmed as well that jammers will not benefit from fire team uh, bonuses. That's um, the best thing. Which is good. Um, I'm a bit sad about um, Flash Pulse because it does talk about technical weapons, which a Flash Pulse is. Um, so not being able to benefit from um, fire team bonuses from that is a bit sad. Yeah, and and I mean, with jammers being a um, di- disposable disposable weapons now, oh yeah, um, that also because there was people were, were like, oh, they just got if you're it's in a link team, it means the jammer's only a one hit one shot because it'll be plus one burst. But this confirms that because it doesn't get the extra burst, you will still be able to use it twice. True, that's yep. good. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, I wonder if they'll get rid of the intuitive attack profile from uh, a label from a from a jammer because honestly, I never didn't even realize that was a thing until very recently. I think Rob pointed it out, and I was like, "That's fucking disgusting." 
I think he did it. Against, <laughs> he did it against Julian. It was hilarious, actually. Sorry, Julian. Uh, I watched this game against um, Rob on TTS using N three point five rules, and um, Rob Rob deployed it for day next to uh, Julian's obvious lieutenant. He then cut the lieutenant down, and then was like, "Oh, you've probably got a Caliban chain of command somewhere on the table because he was playing combined." So then. Rob went on a punt, moved the Gazi up into zone of control of one of his camel markers, intuitive attacked it, like in jammer intuitive attacked it, revealed it to be the Caliban, successfully jammed him, and then Julian started his first turn and lost the lieutenant. Oh, that's Which is brutal. so brutal. Um because I didn't had, even realise he could do that. He had two turns in Lost Lieutenant, apparently. He, yeah, he did, yes. Yeah. It was um it was a it was a brutal game, um, from what I from what I saw. And and Julian Julian did his best to um to repel him, but uh, I thought I thought that um, intuitive attack intuitive attack jammer trick was pretty gross. So I'll, I'm hoping that won't be a thing in N four. Um, so I guess I did want to mention one other thing about mutts before we moved on is that they obviously have impetuous, but it hasn't been clarified as to what impetuous does yet. Yeah, we know that it's we know that Impetuous has had a massive rework, quote unquote. What that is, nobody knows. I'm pretty sure I remember reading again, I'm probably I may may have just read this on a comment which was someone thinking about what it might be, but there's no regular and extreme impetuous anymore. There is just regular impetuous. Correct, yeah. There is the, there's correct. no levels of it, it's just impetuous. But what it actually does, we we, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Because it, it if it means that everything is just as you say, John, regular impetuous, then that's a pretty massive change. But then if everything now becomes extremely impetuous, then that's also a really big change. So it'll be interesting to see how that's affected because if if you can now have warbands that you don't have to spend orders on to keep in your DZ, then um, that's, you know, that makes mutts and that makes like, you know, all those warband units way more reliable if you don't want them to run out in front of a missile launcher. Yeah, absolutely. But we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen there. Um, I I can see myself taking probably like maybe one or two of these uh, the five point mutts, and then but definitely taking one of the boarding shotgun um, jammer ones. I reckon um, for ten points that boarding shotgun, like you say, is going to be really handy. That jammer sounds like it'll still be good, um, and obviously it has smoke grenades, which you which you're going to need. Um, the chain rifle smoke grenades being five points, it does have a breaker pistol, which is nice. But it being five points makes me wonder what um, what's going to happen with monks and other five point warband units that are, you know, that also have chain rifle smoke grenades, but also have martial arts and you know fancy skills for the same for the same for the same point cost. Do yeah. we reckon? Is this an indication that other warbands are going to go the similar way, and that you're not going to have you know, a monk that's, you've got the chain rifle option or the combo rifle option, but no one ever takes a combo rifle option. And then suddenly you might see the co- like the smoke, the smoke profile being the, the combo, the combo rifle, rifle, rifle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe not the combo rifle, but it may, it won't be the chain rifle option. Yeah. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who is a fan of running a, a, a good, cohort of monks i do not like the sound of that at all yeah. but yeah you're right it definitely could be um but also like 
in terms of the loadout, chain rifle, smoke grenades for five points. I mean, Mutts have got dogged. Monk, Ghazi have got dogged. Monks do not have dogged. Okay, right? yeah. They got martial arts and, uh, sorry, better CC and martial arts skills. Mm-hmm. So maybe that balance, maybe that balances out. Maybe, yeah. No, that's a that's a that's a good point. But like as you were saying, like if if um, if at the moment you have, I don't know how many monk profiles there are in Yu Jing, but if you have say five monk profiles, but there's only really one monk profile, then wouldn't it be better to just either remove those superfluous profiles or make them more appealing to players? Yeah, no, I'm, I think what's going to happen to warbands in general is one of the the most interesting things about this N four, um, yeah, reveal and change because. Everybody says currently that warbands are broken. And oh, come on, quote unquote broken by the people who. Yeah, that's right. By the people whose but, opinion um, we don't we don't actually take any heat off. <laughs> um, but I think the the change to the fifteen orders and maybe the the rebalancing of points for warbands, I think, will go a long way to to making them more balanced shall we say well it's like we were saying in the last episode when we were having that discussion with julian who was like oh everything's everything's getting cheaper you know he's like oh well more bands are going to get cheaper i'm like we don't know that well this is an indication that the if, if war bands get cheaper then that's crazy because <laughs> they're cheap they're ridiculously cheap already exactly this just sort of shows that there is still gonna be a cheap option for war bands but there may be a more expensive but also more enticing option for a war band i mean um, even if even if warbands do stay super cheap, there's no incentive to be running max AVA of them because you can only take a certain number of model, model total, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and maybe maybe now because you can only run, you know, two or three of them, maybe that means that Impetuous now, you don't have to run them out because you now only have so many of them. I don't know. It's... it's um. Too many questions that we are unable to answer. We do. There is. There is. So uh, moving on, we have uh, the next profile that was revealed was the Nadir, Nadir, which is a new um, for deploying uh, head and deployment neg six mimetism model for assassins and more broadly hack Islam, which is pretty interesting. Sorry, it's hidden deployment, but does not have a marker state. That's right. That's right. Yes. So this is the this is the first indication of a model that has not got a marker state but does have hidden deployment. He's still mimetism. So he's got mimetism neg six hidden deployment, but no marker. No so marker. It's not, not to camo. It's ODD effectively with hidden deployment. Hidden deployment. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So this guy, this guy's pretty cool. I was. Not expecting this guy because he was not part of the reveal from last week. So this is a brand new. We haven't even seen the pro, like the the model or the the render or the dossier. But looking at this guy, he's you know base attack shock, which is marksmanship level, level one. one. Surprise attack. So he gets a surprise attack f- for coming out of hidden deployment state. Um, forward deployment level one, hidden deployment. Like we said, mimetism neg six, religious trip, and then terrain. Desert, which is which is great because I don't think that was a thing before. I'm pretty sure we have never had <laughs> desert terrain. We've had like mountain terrain, jungle terrain, aquatic terrain, multi terrain, zero G, zero G. Now we have desert terrain, so that's that's uh, fluffy, I guess. His stat line is pretty basic for a, a hack slam figure, you know, BS12, whip 14, arm one, BTS three. Um, but his prof, his uh, weapon loadout is what really makes this guy a super interesting. Uh, 
super interesting profile. So what I mean, do you guys think? What do you guys think? You guys think of this? Oh. I, I think the AP Marksman rifle is the best for me. I yeah, I was going to say I I agree. The AP Marksman rifle, um, unfortunately, is also the one that's not a specialist. But as far as being a ability to come out of come out of um, head and deployment with a with burst three AP Marksman rifle, neg six to hit, putting you possibly at neg twelve is um, surprise attack cover. Yeah, yeah. Is See, really nice. in my my opinion, the AP marksman rifle is the lowest of the three that I would want to look at because, like the other two, had the potential of being a nice hit piece from an ARO perspective to jump out of hidden deployment, like a um, oh my god, Noctifer, like a Noctifer would, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, using Panzerfaust or the Flamage Spear, right? Because these are weapons that have got low burst they're only burst already so you're not going to really want to be using them in the active but as a aro piece they, they are a pretty decent weapon and flamish beer being flame ammo and uh panzer faust explosive as well they're decent uh surprise hits from an aro an aro piece in saying that to use this as an aro piece you are foregoing uh the surprise attack yeah, there are also there are also the two specialist profiles, um, which if I'm going to take that, I'm like, oh, I kind of want him to be something that I would be wanting to keep alive and push buttons. But I totally get you because they're cheaper as well. They're cheaper than the AP. They are. Rifle. Yeah, what we're looking at between twenty four and twenty seven points, uh, with the AP marksman rifle actually, funnily enough, being the half an SWC. That which I, like I don't see why that would be the case. Why? Yeah, no, that's. Um, I mean, I guess Hack Islam aren't known for their. I don't know. Like we usually Hack Islam tend tend to have weapons that kind of aren't your HMGs. They're like you know they are your Red Furies, Marksman rifles, <clears throat> rifles that sort of thing. So having an AP Marksman rifle seems like a fairly standard gun for Hack. Giving them making it a half an SWC. I don't know. I, I guess it's um, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's also the first flamin spear that's been in hack. Um, honestly, I think I would have rather have had a light rocket launcher because it's better burst and just as much da- like the same. Well, it's like one less damage. Um, the range band isn't as quite as good, but at least it's not disposable, which is what a flamin spear is. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I like it. It's um, it's not something that hack Islam has access to at the moment. Like our only other um, Neg Six model is the Toreg, who's more of a sort of midfield rifle, like shotgun kind of guy. Um, and then you know this this gives us, like you say, like a kind of Noctifer. You know, it's giving us a something with a Panzer or a Flaming Spear, a template weapon in the form of the Flaming Spear. Yeah, that's on I mean, a BS. Thinking, about it, thinking about it more now, the not having a marker state does mean that. You are going to have to position this guy really well if you want to get that surprise attack off, mm-hmm. because Agreed. um, because literally you can't move him from where you start from the starting point if you want to get that uh, that surprise attack. Yeah, it's giving something hacks never really had before. Like, not many people take the Toreg because he is more expensive, and there are better uh, budget price options for the midfield skirmisher in the form of the Al Hawa and the Farzan. And obviously, you know, in vanilla, you've got um, the Hunzakot and the and the Libertos. So, who you know, the, the Hunzakot can also be a specialist. So, um, having this guy who doesn't start on the table, 
which is something new for hack you know at the moment like say we'll have the toreg or your ad troops so that kind of gives us extra options when we're, when we're list building as far as um you know a pocket specialist who can only be reviewed you know who can only be discovered from sensor assuming sensor is still a thing uh, I really, I really like it. Um, it kind of, it kind of, shout, it kind of screams a little bit of like a locust or knocking that was, you know, from Sval. Similar sort of thing, you know, neg six to hit has a Panzerfaust, has sort of forward deployment, but you know, doesn't, you know, doesn't have a marker state, but is a is a sort of competent gunfighter, but um, is just hard to hit. Yeah, I guess to your point, Nick, about um, not being able to move him. To get that surprise attack, I guess you've still got that first four-inch move, um, because you can then still shoot with oh, the yeah, second like... half of your order. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. I, I think, I'm guessing that's how it worked because we don't know because obviously we we don't play, we can't play like this at the moment. But um, I'm guessing the way it would work is you spend the order, reveal the dude, do whatever you want with the first half of the order, and then your opponent. Oh, I yeah, yeah, shoot yeah. back, and then you—if you shoot oh. him, then he's got the neg three for surprise attack. Counted as part of that same order, right? Right. Yeah, right. that would—that yeah. would be my guess. But yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 a good point, actually. Yeah, we haven't had to do this before, so. I'm, but I'm assuming we know at the moment you get surprise attack if you shoot, you know, as part of that first order. So I imagine if you reveal as a model and and move and then shoot, you still get it. So that yeah, he's 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 pretty nice. Um. We'll move on to the Shuji, which was another skirmisher that was revealed. Uh, that we've seen the model for it, and this had a lot of speculation about what it was going to be. Again, people were like, "Oh, it's a heavy infantry skirmisher, or heavy infantry uh, uh, impersonator, or heavy infantry skirmisher." Personally, I really hoped it would be like a Zencha, you know, one wound, no wounding cap, infiltrating camel specialist. But what we've ended up with is kind of something that's sort of similar to the profile we just talked about. It's another four deploying neg six um to hit no marker state model that's also a specialist. Yeah. But it's just um a bit better at shooting. It is it is BS thirteen, which is which is um really nice for Hack Islam who struggle on the BS department. Um which is that's that's great. Um it's still only it's still only one wound doesn't have you know it's armor one so it doesn't have much staying power as far as that goes it is forward deployment plus eight as opposed to infiltrator so again i'm like thinking like a knocking right now as far as that goes you know um but it is it is all three of its all three of its profiles are specialist which is which is nice um because there's some really really nice profiles here what do you guys think em mines em mines sound really interesting it's Nick, are you are you looking at the profile? Or are you falling asleep? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> sorry, your head your head was down on the screen, and I was just like, "Are you you all right?" It's so far away. I was looking, trying to get really close. Um, one thing that I can say here that's completely unrelated to the profile that just happens to be on here: shock mines, right? Yeah, so they're not so they're not AP mines anymore because AP, as well as standing for armor piercing in relation to mines, standard for stood for anti personnel mines, whereas now they just call them shock mines which they should be which is great it's great yeah no longer are people going to be like oh mine's shock i'm like yes because it says it yes. on the profile um and also or, it means or. em mines as well yay no more emoller emorat emitter e dispenser whatever you call them <laughs> uh we now know that uh, em mines <laughs> we now know what that means so that's good that's great 
So um, yeah, because we've got one one profile with shock mines, one profile with EM mines. Um, personally, the other profile with decharges. In this profile, the AVA that's uh, vanilla AVA, isn't it? It's that's different from what correct. the total is on. Yeah, on the sheet. Okay. Yeah, that is that is uh, vanilla availability. Because okay, so in in assassins, this guy's an AVA two. Okay, sure. Instead of AVA one in vanilla, um, yeah, it's very it's very similar to the other profile we just looked at. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't obviously get the surprise attack. Um, it it it's it has a has one of the profiles does have a slamming spear, so it, it's it's similar. Sorry, it's similar in its in its um in how it looks, but it's very different in how it's sort of to be how it's going to be used. Like this is a profile that you're gonna put up eight inches, um, and you're gonna use it mimetism neg six to like to attack, um, potentially even put something, put them into suppressive fire at the start with a submachine gun profile or the AP rifle profile. You're spending a command token to put someone into suppressive fire in at the start of the game. This is the guy you're doing it to. Yeah, because you're getting that much further up towards the enemy at that point. Yeah, yeah. BS thirteen neg six to hit. AP rifle, submachine gun, um, nothing there not to like. As you said, um, John, all th- uh, two of them, or sorry, no, actually only one of them has decharges. You're right. The AP rifle has decharges. So when you combine that with him being a specialist and a veteran troop, just thinking about classifieds, he can do a fair few of them. Um, well, sorry. That's he, a good point, actually. Like, like he's, he's got decharges and veteran, and obviously he's a specialist, so he can push buttons. So he's got a fair bit of that going for him, too, which is nice. Um, yeah, I really like the, I don't know, they're all 27, 27, 24. You know what? Having EM mines on somebody, I think is just a really nice thing to have. Particularly given the, um, the alleged apparent focus on heavier infantry um, for N4. Yeah, there's yeah, going to be a lot true. more, yeah. more, more, more that's probably going to be affected by EM. It tags as well. Yeah. Yeah. I can see the guy with the submachine gun, flaming spear. You could, he could do, a, he could do a few things, right? So you, you could have him up in the midfield, like get him to put a couple of EM mines in, in, in there, put him into suppressive fire, and if anyone outranges him, then he can just be like, oh, "I'll just flaming spear you instead," and he's you know, <laughs> he's next six. Or it's still dodge plus three, right? So you're dodging on thirteens. That's not bad, yeah. Really not bad. So you can sort of adjust yourself. Yeah, you can. You can. You can adjust yourself, um, which is which is great. So I think, yeah, I quite like that submachine gun flaming spear profile. Um, but then the D charges AP rifle is a nice kind of midfield attack piece. You know, given it's BS thirteen, um, would have really liked shot, something. Shot, template weapon, so. Yeah, true. Yeah, boarding shotgun, shock, um, boarding shotgun mines. Again, you can do the whole like mine trick, pop a mine. Oh, sorry, down. that AP D charges has got a light shotgun. Oh, it does. Sorry, yeah, it does have a, it does a light, light shotgun. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I guess you've got that um, close up ability as well, and a breaker pistol for if you're up against BTS, which is nice. If I was taking one of these profiles, it, I dare say it probably wouldn't be the D charges one because the access to either Shock mines or EM mines is in itself a really powerful tool to have. Um, yeah, more D charges, in my opinion. I think um, 
in the context of assassins, our only other midfield option is the Farzan. So that's just your infiltrating camo um, unit with the. He's got like boarding shotgun. He can be chain of command, and he can also. He also has mine layer. So he is your mine layer option. So I would be less inclined to take this guy since I have to spend an order in placing a mine. I might prefer having the AP rifle just so I have a guy in the midfield that can take the fight to the enemy. Whereas Farzans are a bit more of your um, your button pushers. Well, this guy can push buttons as well, which is what makes him so flexible. And it's kind of like what you, I think you mentioned before, Nick, is given that we've only got 15 orders, you you you, you might want those profiles that can do multiple things well. Push buttons, shoot good, um, and you know, be in the midfield. So this guy could, you know, and he's about the same price as a Farzan is at the moment. Um, given that the Farzan may be revised down or whatever, given an N four. I have to say that I really like the um, the look of the dossier art for this guy as well. I just think he looks cool. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have said that, and I think that's maybe where like it came from that he would be some sort of camouflage or impersonator model because the um the artwork looks a bit like a fide but uh, i'm glad he's not um i'm just i'm i'm a bit i'm a bit sad he's not um more like a zencha but i guess um we can't have everything <laughs> cool do we want to move on to the next one yeah yara had intel ops motherfucker officer <laughs> <laughs> So that's what that says, right? Yes, I think there's already been a few uh, a few people saying that saying that wrong. I don't. I'm not even going to attempt to say it. Mutafawik, Mutafawik. That's pretty much how I'd say it. Mutafawik. Yeah. Um, so she's she's the babin, the babin one that you were talking about last last uh, last episode, Nick. Oh, so babin, totally so, babin, so babin. So yeah, she's um, she's yeah, she's super interesting. Um, she's got some. Interesting things on her, especially given her price. Yeah, for her price, she is pretty cheap. Um, for what she does, she is another BS thirteen, um, gunfighter. Um, one wound, no, no, no wound in cap. She does interestingly have shock immunity, or, or sorry, she does have bio immunity and immunity shock, which at the moment in N three is. Pointless because bioimmunity gives you shock immunity. But obviously, given N four, we could very well be seeing bio what bioimmunity does change. So, do you have any yes. any speculation on that? I mean, it could be it could be anything really. Like because if it was from 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 what I understand, there's no viral ammunition anymore, right? Because viral ammunition is just uh, double action. Against BTS, right? Well, we think so. We think so. I don't. I wouldn't. What was that? I think. I think viral will still exist. I think it doesn't exist in Code One, but I think it will probably exist in N Four. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the argument for for viral not existing is that viral in itself has can be broken up into double action plus shock plus. Um, saves against BTS, right? Yeah. Um, now, I mean, the fact that she's got bioimmunity, um, 
which in N3 is shock immunity and viral immunity combined. So to DNS that, you'd give someone immunity shock and immunity viral. But to give her immunity shock and then bioimmunity as well, could be a typo, or it could be um, that bioimmunity is just a brand new rule that's been, been rewritten to mean something else. Um, but but who knows what it can mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't know what it means, but there is there is such an ammo type as shock, right? So shock still has a a rule, right? It just means you go straight to dead. So there is a there is a there is a case for having viral ammunition. So what you could what could be, and this is just me. So something so viral is the same rule as shock, but ignores shock immunity. Could be, could could be. I mean. What it could be is it could say, like you say, it'll say double action against BTS. Against BTS, and I'll say double action viral against BTS. And when you look up what viral means, it means that I don't know what it'll mean. It'll just mean you go straight to dead, like shock. But it's but not shock. The nested rule, but yeah, yeah. So, but no, it'll be different because at, at the moment, by at the moment, in Bioimmunity in N3 also allows you to use your BTS or armor if you're shot at by shock or viral ammunition. So that's what it could be. It could be you get to use BTS if you want. Because she's got BTS 3 and armor 1. So it could be that if you are hit if you are hit by shock ammunition, you get to use your BTS. And then they won't have to have viral because viral will just, as you say, say double action plus shock against your BTS. So any yeah. so shock ammunition you just you can you may roll against your BTS if you get hit by shock. Yeah. Which will also explain why one's called bioimmunity and the other one's called immunity shock. Because otherwise they would have written immunity bio, but there is no such thing as bio munitions in yeah. well there is an N three, but hopefully not hopefully yeah. it won't be an N four. So anyway, she's got MSV two. She does uh. <laughs> Yeah. So the so the juicy part of her profile is yes, she does have MSV two. Um which is great. And she's also um Lieutenant, uh, lieutenant options. Do you take this as your lieutenant? What are your other options for lieutenant? Uh, in in assassins, um, most likely you've got the, the you've got the Gulam. Obviously, you've got the Burid, who's your hacker um, lieutenant, which is great because it allows you to obviously put support wear on using lieutenant order. Your other lieutenant options, I think, are the Govad, the Muyib. I think you've got the Asawir lieutenant. I think as well. But most of the time, I'm running the Muyib Lieutenant or the Breed Lieutenant. So this lady here, yeah, could be okay. Um, I'm more interested in the strategic deployment rule that she's got. You're going to have to remind me what that does. So at the, because... moment, <laughs> at the moment, only Hannibal has it, and he's in, in foreign company. And it allows you to, if you, have, if you form a fire team with her in it as the link leader, then when you deploy them, they all deploy with four deployment level one. So yeah. at the moment, it looks like if she's in a fire team and she's a link leader, when you deploy the fire team, you get to deploy them four inches up the table. Which she has a, she has a wild card as well, so she can be in any uh, fire. Yeah. Team. So we haven't actually done the breakdown of the of the uh, of the sectorial yet, but we'll get to that real soon. But yeah, at the moment, she is no, a wild. Card. That was important to bring up now because yes. we're talking about her joining a fire team, and it doesn't really say in her profile what You're fire right. team it, she can. It doesn't. But yeah. She can join it. She is a fire. Yeah, she is a wild card. So, it like I don't know. Like it's it's interesting because um, in assassins we have uh, Muyibs 
who are who are great. Um, their best range weapon is a heavy rocket launcher, so getting an extra four inches on them is really nice to get them in that sweet range band. They also have mine layer options, which means that you can you know poop out a couple of um, camel markers outside of your DZ before the game starts, which it helps to mask your other camel markers on the table. So like your um, your Farzan. Um, or your, uh, you know, or help protect your hidden deployment guy. So, or your um, the Shuji. So that's that's nice. I, I like that a lot. But um, it also, I don't understand how it works because at the moment, fire teams, you don't declare forming a fire team until after the last reserve model goes down. But you can't. So, use strategic- so you can form the fire team at any point during your deployment phase. Yeah, people leave it. End because they want to surprise people as to they don't want to give away what's going to be in the fire team, right? Yeah, even but though it's usually no, really, really obvious. <laughs> yeah, but there's no reason why you couldn't do it at the start of your deployment or halfway through the deployment, or in this case, at the point that you are forward deploying your fucking fire team. Yeah, so it just means that you won't be able to, I guess, utilize any, be- any reserve. Yeah. To, oh, I'll put a reserve in the in the group as well. That's a good. Yeah, point. because you'd have to deploy the fire team, announce the fire team, and then you can't input your like, you know, fifth member heavy rocket launcher in a nice aero position because you've already deployed them. Yeah, I guess it's going to come down to the. Is that how it works in N three? Uh, once you've declared a fire team, you can't change it. You can't add to that fire team. Like in the in the, in the in the in the deployment phase. Yeah, I think it's something we're going to have to wait for the specific wording to see exactly how it would. Yeah, um, but it's nice though. It it, it, suit, it suits assassins. They like you know they're they're not like um, at range fighters. They like being up close, so that's cool. Uh, the fact that all of her profiles have MSV two and she has AP marksman rifle, so another AP rifle, AP um, weapon, just shows that AP, uh, armor is going to be super valuable. But also, everyone's going to have AP, so maybe it won't be as valuable. She's got a, a plus one burst heavy pistol as well. I'm a big fan of their heavy pistol. I think it's, it's a great. great weapon. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Yeah, she, that is a good weapon. Um, and burst three heavy pistol, damage fourteen shock. I think it is. Hmm. MSV two as well. Oh, that's actually that's actually pretty good. <laughs> BS thirteen. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's like made a paper, right? Armor one. I mean, or BTS three if by minute it works the way we think it's going to work. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah. I'm vibing on. I'm vibing on her. Yeah, I mean, all three of these profiles are really interesting. Like, there's nothing that's like, oh my god, this is so good. But they're all interesting enough that I would want to try all of them. I don't think she's too expensive as well. Like, again, yeah. it's that same mid twenties as what all these other profiles we've seen. Yeah, exactly. So. There's no one profile there that is that looks overcosted or undercosted or you'll never take this profile. All the profiles so far have been like, yep, I can see uh, I can see where I would use this profile. So then we get to the um, they announce the sectoral breakdown. So like fire teams, all in, the fire teams. In yeah, in essence, it's it just basically has just removed all the restrictions that were in Assassins before. So, like, to give context, at the moment in N3, your fire teams are uh, Gulam fire team, uh, Muya fire team, Govad fire team, Asawir fire team, and Lasik fire team. And the only real mixing and matching you can do is you can put Asawiras, which are your heavy infantry, into a Muya fire team, 
or into a Govad fire team. And then there are some wild cards in the form of Yazbir and Shayla at Leila Sharif, who can go into any of those fire teams. Uh, and also Avicenna, who I think can go into a Govad fire team. So while there are some, there is some mixing and matching, if you want, you know, you, you either have a Muya fire team or a Govad fire team, and then you kind of supplement it with wild cards and maybe an Asawira. Um, but the Gulam is pretty much just a Gulam fire team. Now, <laughs> you can fucking put a Govad in a Muya fire team with an Asawira, or you can put a Gulam, you can have a Gulam fire team that doesn't have any Gulams, essentially. Um, which. Well, you're going to have to need at least one because you need to have one. Well, yes, yes, you're right. Yeah. You yeah. have it to, that fire team to exist. Uh, which. On one half of me is like happy because it then brings this sectoral up to the standard of many other sectorals we've seen. But on the other hand, it makes me sad that you can now mix and match Govads with Muyibs because before Muyibs were that were Muyibs were that fire team that were these are your guys that can do everything. Like they have. Panzerfaust, they have DEPs, they're dogged, number two, heavy rocket launchers with the X Visor, like they're like they're amazing. So but they're kinda they kinda fight in the midfield. Like they don't have very long range weapons. They you know the best their long range weapons are Spitfire. Um they don't have visual mods or um anything like that. And then your Govads were your kind of more traditional, slightly more elite light infantry that had sniper rifles, missile launchers, HMGs, and they had MSV1. So you kind of had to choose, was I going to go the Muyab route or was I going to do the Govad route? Now, you don't have to make that choice. You can just be like, fucking, like, mash them together. Yeah, um, I mean, that's the way that uh, fire teams are going for every sectoral. That's what we've seen. Yeah. The fire teams look like for all the new ones, and but that's basically what they've said. They're revi- revising all the old ones to have that same sort of vibe where you can just chuck in wild cards and mix and match things. Not willy-nilly, but with a lot less restrictions than we've seen in the past. So that's kind of just how the game is. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and it's, it's, it is fine. Like, it, it just it just means... Well, I don't actually know, what I guess, what it means because N4 is going to change things. But at the moment, if you were to play this army in N3, then you'd chuck a Spitfire Asawira in a core link with four Ghulams. <laughs> right? <laughs> Because an Asawira is a BS-14, Armor-3, 2-wound Spitfire profile that's also really good in close combat. Um, Why wouldn't you want that plus 3 BS an extra burst? Exactly. But I guess in N4, you might not be as inclined to do that, given the limited orders. Um, that's, what, I mean, that's what I was going to say, right? Like, you Are you going to take four Gulams for that link? You do that in N3 because they're cheap, and you want extra points to get more orders. Yeah. But that's not a concern anymore, because all the other bigger things will be cheaper and you're going to have, there's only so many you can take of, of the cheap stuff. There's, there's, yeah. there's no real incentive to fill yourself out with cheap troops. You can put those extra um, sort of 20 point, 25 point, 28 point models that we've seen in these spoiled profiles. Um, you can put those into these link teams to, uh, to give them more utility. Yeah, no. So that it's not just. No, you're 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 dead right, and I think that's that's why it's like I'm tempering my 
somewhat like disappointment with it in that I don't think that's how many people are going to play it. I think we're going to see them with um, with that mishmash of Muyibs and Govads that, that will fill a particular role. That won't just be mooks for a BS14 super soldier. Like we're going to have a Muyib mine layer, a Govad boarding shotgun with MSV1. Like that's going to, you know, it's going it's to be a, it could be a link that's going to be able to accomplish many different things, which I personally think will be fun to build. I'm I'm hoping that some of these changes that we're seeing means that um, there's going to be a lot more ways to play each army, whereas now it feels like a lot of them kind of have one main way to play, and that's kind of the thing. I'm I'm hoping that you know you can you can at least try a few different strategies, and they will all be viable. Yes, I'm really glad you said that, John, because like well, obviously we've been arguing about it for the last couple of episodes with Julian, so it's nice to have your voice on and say that so succinctly <laughs> because that's that's how I that's how I see it. And and people are saying that it will it will reduce like less builds, but how you just described it there, it it won't because at the moment people are pushing for that min max that for four fusiliers and the super guy now you're going to be going oh well, maybe i'll take this guy you know i'll take this slightly more expensive unit because it does this and this might this will hopefully see link teams be less one-dimensional i guess or core link teams be less one-dimensional yeah for four cheerleaders and the dude that actually does the work <laughs> yeah there will be you know maybe three guys that do the work or two guys that do the work and three slightly cheaper guys, you know. But there, there, there will be a, a, a spectrum, I guess, you know, uh, which I think is great. Um, as far as the AVA, I think everything's pretty much as it is in N3. Um, like AVA-wise for like Lasiques Lass- and the IR. Obviously, the Shuja is new. Because we can now have two of them. Sorry, the Shakush is new because you can duo them if you want to do that. I guess that's just a a trope <laughs> of a trope of uh, sectorials. You can take two tags, which a trope of hack Islam sectorials in particular because you can take two Maggies. Here, in, I've, in, mate, mate, I've um, done it. It's worth doing it. <laughs> do it at least once in your life. Um, but the Shuji is like fifty-eight points, so I reckon you could you could conceivably Shakush. get with Shak. Sorry, yeah, Shakush. Sorry, not the Shuji is. Um, is a duo and Layla Sharif is also a wild card, so you could put Layla Sharif in a duo with a Shakush, and now you've got Killer Hacker running around with your tag, which right. is which is not bad. Nothing. It's not bad, you know. Um, a an Asawira is also a, a wild card. You could also you could if you wanted to run an Asawira and a Shuje. Keep saying Shuje, Shakush if you wanted to. That would be might be interesting. Um, but uh, oh, actually, one of the greatest changes is now Bereeds, who could never form fire teams, now can go in a Gulam fire team, which is fantastic because it gives you a decent hacker in a link team that can be your LT and has a pitcher. And we all know how good pitchers are in link teams. Yeah. Again, though, will they still be? What do you mean? I don't know. I'm just. I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> I guess, speculate, speculating. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah. We don't know. <laughs> we have no idea. Uh, maybe not. But I mean, at the moment, you know, 
uh, pictures or disposable three or something. Uh, allow you to shoot out deployable repeaters. Uh, you know, BS twelve up to BS fifteen. You know, even at bad range, that's not that's not a terrible way of getting a repeater up the field if you want to hack something. And we all know hacking is going to be more prevalent, so yeah, I reckon that's, that's nice. Exactly going to say that um with hacking being much more accessible and in my opinion probably better in n4 than what it is in n3 i mean not necessarily i mean yeah it's probably going to be better but also because of that and because of it's easy to understand if it's like code one hacking it makes more sense right people are gonna be using hacking a lot more than what we've seen previously and so if you can get repeaters on the board then you're, you're laughing. Yeah, no, I think that's that's exactly what I'm thinking as well. Um, I mean, everything's going to be hackable now as well. So, Oh, as far as Spotlight goes, yeah. Actually, that's a good point. And if it stays the same way, you've got a, you've got a reset out of it. Yeah. Which means you're, you're a person who's gotten Spotlight hacked. Uh, they're either wasting orders resetting or they're continuing their their attack run mm-hmm. with that plus three from the spotlight on their back uh, it's um it's slight slight tangent but i played was it, it must have been kale uh in a code one game and it spotlight what spotlight did for me was it turned uh an, an engagement which was not in my favor into something that was a bit, bit more even so it was like um i think i had um Nurkius prone behind a on a building and he, uh, he had a tiger soldier with a spitfire who was just sort of sitting waiting for him to stand up so I got shrouded to come over spotlit the tiger and then my um, my umbra decided fuck it I'm just going to super jump off this building six inches and land and while you know and as I'm jumping down I'll just like shoot you so it, you know it, it turned into that would have if without the spotlight it would have been like three dice on nines versus his one dice on 16s. But because he was spotlight, it was three dice on 12s versus his one dice on 16s. Still dicey, but it turned it in less, turned it less less dicey. And it was it was also super awesome because I was able to like jump off a building and um, shoot on the way down. So that was, that was cool. It was really nice. So spotlight will definitely make those, some of those engagements. It'll give you an option, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Was there anything else we needed to talk about, about, um, Assassins? Um, I think, yeah, I think that's pretty much comprehensively covered. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Um, Yeah, there's not really much else there. Gulams are AVA4. The Delami are AVA5. We'll see how they change, if they change at all, because they're your uh, irregular um, line infantry. But other than that, I'm really, really excited to see these guys in N4 and also how this change will affect other sectorals going forward like that that's the exciting thing right if they've spent this much time on reworking uh assassins then we we could potentially see this same type of rework for for loads of sectorials yeah i really yeah you're right actually i really hope so i really hope that they don't like i really hope that because they've delayed a constant nca steel phalanx that they're just using that extra few months to get those ones Right, because it would be nothing worse than like launch day. I go in and look up Starco and realize that they basically haven't changed. I'll be like, yeah, or something, annoyed. or something like Imperial Service, which is an older sectorial, um, which haven't 
been, haven't had one of the updates that a lot of the sectorials have had later in N3, like what has been seen by, like, for example, military orders got a bit of an update um, and things like that. So potentially, hopefully this means that, that a lot of the older ones that are still um, in uh, in print, not yeah. discontinued sectorials, they're also getting a, a bit of a re- rework, which will, will be nice to see. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's just, ah, oh, man, it's so exciting. Like, I can't wait. Like, three, this next three weeks in lockdown, it's going to suck. And it's going to suck harder because <laughs> we have to sit here and speculate on stuff. But we do it for the I audience. Mean, we do it for the, you guys. We're listeners. hoping to get, um, I think I remember Carlos saying that they're, they're planning to do more studio updates before the release. So with any luck, we're going to get um, a few more teasers and things to uh, to comment on. Well, um, yeah, we can maybe take a little bit of a break and then uh, we'll come back with uh, more great information. I think that's a good idea. Let's have a break. Excellent idea. All right. <laughs> All right. So welcome back. Uh, to finish off the show, we're just going to talk about the MayaCast interview I had with Bostria and go over a few of the points that were raised in that interview. Uh, we've already kind of touched on a few of them, um, but we'll um, we'll just get straight into it. So the first thing that was announced during that interview was the change to guard. And of course, we've seen this all over WGC and the forums. So I'm sure we're all aware of it by now. But uh, so Nick, tell us what the change is to guard. It's So guard means that uh, if you have guard, whereas in N3, guard was basically just its own martial arts chart. Um, yeah, you what, it is, what it is now is that it's very different in that someone with guard is able to perform a close combat attack uh, against someone not in silhouette contact, but in their zone of control. So it's like everyone who's got guard has got like like an attack dog or, or something like that with them. And so it's like that thing runs out and attacks uh, this person in their zone of control and then comes back, which I think is huge and uh, means that these profiles that have got guard are actually going to be good. You can actually <laughs> because- use them as a defender. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they did clarify that you do have to have line of, line of fire. It can't be out of line of fire. So, Which makes sense. Yeah, you've got to actually be able to see that they're there to go and set your dog on them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, although although it kind of, uh, like I think it was, someone mentioned it before and it was like, it reminds me of like the traumatic experience of playing Command & Conquer Red Alert when you like they they have the the, the attack dogs they're like dogs. and yeah. yeah and if you if you are like a tanya or something you're fucking you're dead like there's nothing you can do <laughs> like they're gonna come and they're gonna rip you to shreds you can only kill a few of them um but uh you know it's 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 good i like it i like the change and um, like you say i think it's definitely more of a defensive thing like i imagine if you're someone like andromeda or not Vasily, the uh, Ariadna guy, you've probably got a boring shotgun or a, a rifle that you're probably better off shooting than using your attack dog. Maybe. maybe. G- you know, given that it will be, um, you know, higher burst. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. No, I think it's definitely something that you'll see used as, a, as an ARO defensively. Yes. Um, because it, it, like in that, in that, it particularly... Do any of these guys have like really good close combat skills? Uh, Andromeda has like guard level four, which I think is something similar to martial arts level it's three. It's pretty good, yeah. It, uh, it's uh, it's just a weird chart. Like no one ever uses it, so no one ever remembers what it does. But you can you can imagine someone like Andromeda might have now martial arts level three, 
and guard, which means now she can plus three neg three you at and with a plus two to your damage, and um, that'll be that'll be nice. Um, Sorry, I just brought up the profile here for Andromeda. She's got close combat twenty, right? Mm-hmm. So it means that if you're using it as an ARO, sure, it's it's only going to be one die because you're an ARO, but also because it's a close combat attack. But it's guaranteed to hit because you're rolling a tw- uh, against a twenty. So that's put you in a very favorable position yeah. against whatever. Um, whatever that face-to-face role is. Does Andromeda currently have martial arts? She's got guard level. Oh, see, at the moment, guard is just a martial arts challenge. Oh, of course. So she's got, yeah, yeah, she's got yeah. guard so, level three, which uh, does... Uh, so they'll just break that three, out, yeah. uh, Opponent mod neg three, plus two damage, plus one burst. Ooh. Plus one burst would be amazing. Yeah, so, okay. I mean, that's what the equivalent of in the new in N four martial arts four, I guess. My five. Four doesn't have an extra burst, or is no, it just five? it's plus three neg three plus three damage. Hmm. But martial arts five is plus one burst, which which uh, confers the plus one burst in active and reactive. So. If yeah, if we see something like that, which is a plus one burst, which will be an active and reactive, then it does yeah. make it actually does make her, um, you know, and uh, going and trying to do it in the active turn, not a bad, not a bad shout. If you're yeah, CC CC twenty three, two, you know, you know, two bar burst two damage something big, I, you know, I think two dice on dice plus three is yeah. yeah. I think buffing buffing guard in this way. Um, and separating it out from martial arts, making martial arts its own thing. Yeah, she probably will have martial arts. I don't think it'd be the equivalent level of guard level three, which would be martial arts level five, because guard's already doing its own guard thing, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. She's, she's not going to be a shinobu with a doggo. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, How so good I, would that be, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't think you're going to see her with with two bursts close combat, but the fact that guard does what guard N4 guard does is really impressive, uh, and you'd probably see her with like I don't know. I'm going to guess and say martial arts level three. Yeah. So what have we got? We've got the alpha. We've got the the Russian dude, and we've got Andromeda. Veronin. Veronin. Yeah. 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 Colonel Veronin. So yep. so three 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 profiles I think that have guard. <clears throat> so not 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 an awful lot of profiles, somewhat maligned profiles. So I think it's it's good. Somewhat maligned um, models too. I'm not sure that I like any of the. Uh... Oh, I think the models are fantastic. Uh, yeah, I like them. I like I think, them too. I, I mean, I except for the except great. for the alpha with Chappie, he's he's a bit of a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> See, I I don't like Andromeda. I I don't know. I just I don't like her doggo. <laughs> I keep thinking. Uh, I, I I used to work with this girl who like would pronounce um like Andromeda as Andromeda, like Androme- <laughs> Andromeda. Um, and she she would she would say the word because I used to work for. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Did yeah. that come up in conversation often? <laughs> came up, it came up often. <laughs> I, I know I used to work. I used to work for a, um, an an accommodation company, and one of the um, apartments that we ran was called Andromeda. And she was just like she would be answering the phone and be like, "Oh, are you interested in Andromeda?" And they were like, "What Andromeda?" Anyway, um, so we've already covered the holy sepulcher sepulcher. Knights of the Holy Sep- Sepulchre. Yeah. Sepulchre. So I was I did a really quick Google on it last night and it's 
um, it's the church. It's like in Jerusalem, and it's the church. Is it on? It built on the church where Jesus apparently died. So it's it's on that spot, or it's, it's yeah. in that spot. So it, you know, so having a night of the, I was trying to like fish for details, like in you know, and they kind of, <laughs> you know, to try and figure out what they what it means, but I didn't really get anything interesting out of it, unfortunately. But um, that turning into an S five thing is cool. Um, bolts are gone. So yeah, that that was yeah. a big thing. Fuck bolts. Like not, um, yeah, they're like gone completely. Like they're gone not, completely. They're current. Like, yes, they're, and not in the files. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, which which I don't know what that means. Which is really sad because bolts, like we were just talking about Muyibs before, right? I love Muyibs because they are they have everything. Like they they go to war with with like five different types of weapons, mines, and all the skills, and they're so good. And bolts were similar, but they were apparently not good. Like I personally thought bolts bolts were great, but no one else. Yeah, they weren't. It wasn't a popular opinion. So, to so see, NCA is on the um, on the discontinued on the gone list. list yeah. It is, yes. So, so maybe bolts are going to get a, like another rework. Like they're going to be gone from N4 launch, and maybe when N- NCA are released, they'll come back. But also, but, he said it's not in the files that he had that he was looking at, right? It yes. Didn't exist in the file. Yeah. But I mean, because it is one of the ones that's on the discontinued list, it could just be that. They hadn't gotten to it yet, and it's not likely you're going to be running bolts in vanilla. So you know you're not like you're not missing the profile. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure uh, there'll be a fluff reason. Yeah. Neo Terra was um, invaded by Chasvasti, and you know before they could get rid of them, they uh, they killed all the bolts or something. I don't know. In in a in, a, in an ITS pack called the Siege of Neo Terra. Um, <laughs> Yes, the the neo the neo Terran bolts were died on their on the way back to their home home world. Home world. <laughs> so, um, so that's yeah, that's interesting. It makes me wonder what else might be like getting cut because I know like a year ago or whenever N four was announced or in between now and then, there was talk about that some profiles are going to go like just some units are just going to be gone. They're not going to be an N four. Um, uh, and from like a hack Islam perspective, I've always assumed that the Hulkas are going to go because they're essentially gulams with mechanized deployment which nobody really took so you know they sh- probably shouldn't be in n4 and and by the sounds of things the units that they're going to get rid of like that are units based on uh ITS and, and army data that yeah. nobody takes so yeah. really I'm, I'm pretty sure from from what we've heard um I'm sure some people would be taking these units, but they're, generally they're not going to be missed that much. No, no. I mean, and I guess in the case of Halkas, there aren't actually really models for them. Like I think there was back in N2, but they're not. Whereas bolts, bolts, bolt models aren't that. Bolts have had a resculpt fairly recently. I thought they did as well. So it's interesting why they've been dropped, but it does open up questions about what else might be cut. I personally think that prowlers and nomads should be cut or at least changed drastically so they're more attractive um i think a lot of nomad models need a bit of updating hmm. and that is the faction that i think suffers the most with older sculpts that don't hold up as well now as they oh i'm talking about know, i'm talking about profiles but actually you're right no no, no but the, i'm thinking in general yeah yeah you're right though uh, profiles and and sculpts definitely nomads do um suffer 
so what else we've got? Uh, Steel Fang's being shelved. We've already covered that. Uh, Fire Teams, we've already mentioned that they're not going to be in the main PDF. They're going to be a separate PDF. Um, yeah. I, I guess that's just because, well, Boss just says that they might make some changes. My guess is that the the N4 will launch with the pretty much the current fire team rules mm-hmm. and uh, they'll see how things go and they may change the way fire teams work um going forward if they find that um you know they're they're not performing to the way that they want them to yeah whether that means they're um they're too powerful they're um you know they're everybody takes them so you've got no choices to not i don't, I don't know yeah we we don't know and we we know that the six senses is, is has got a bit of a rework so we'll see how that affects fire teams and then in, in n4 um given that there's no levels now it does make me wonder what they've changed yeah i'm wondering if six sense will just mean you can hold an aro no matter what i don't know i well, because because well, I think it's the wording, right? Because the the thing that confused caused a lot of confusion was mostly around Sixth Sense level one. You know, being yeah. able being able to um, hold your arrow, but you could hold your arrow against somebody that you couldn't see, and if they didn't shoot you, you could still react with a with a an arrow that was legal for not being able to see something. But some people interpreted that as like, oh, I can shoot you if I'm not looking at you, but it's only if you're the target of the attack. Which meant if somebody who wasn't the target attack also had six sense, then they could, you know, I don't know. There was just, explaining it to a new player, and even myself, I was like, "Oh, yeah, I was going to say, explaining it to me." Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's 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 strange. But if they're going to combine it into one level, now obviously the the the, the, the biggest benefit of um, level two was that you could react from being shot through smoke. That was what level yes. two was all about. So. If they combine that into one level, that I'm just thinking about units that currently have six sense level one. So like chasseurs, CSUs, all have six sense level one. You know that's going to make them significantly. Well, will that make them significantly better if they can now react through smoke? I don't know. And now I wonder if they'll get rid of the smoke um, thing. For six cents, given now that MSV one has the ability to uh, to react through smoke. Yeah, well, I think I think because well, I, I guess to put it into better con- context is that it wasn't really a sh- see through smoke thing. It was more of a shoot back if you don't have line of yeah. fire. So yeah. You, so you could you know so if you were facing the wrong way and someone shot you in the back, then you could um, you could shoot them back. Similarly, if you're shooting through smoke because you don't have a line of fire, you can shoot back. So that the 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 fundamental the fundamental advantage of six and level two was being able to shoot, re- return fire at somebody when being shot in the back. Um, so to remove that would be pretty then, would be a pretty well, big difference. Yeah, from from what I understand, the the, the change is, is more around the wording to make it much clearer. Um, what that's going to mean in a material sense, like we just don't know. No. So we we should like start a drinking game for when people listen to this podcast. Take a shot every time we say we, we don't, don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> 
that seems to be no, old. Don't do that, you'll die. Um. Yeah. No, you're, you're no, you're you're right. You're right, Nick. That it was it was kind of like um, the last episode, like Julie and I were like arguing about something, and you're just like you're just like fucking what what's the point? We don't know. <laughs> like we could both be yeah. right. We could both be wrong. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. You know, you're 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 dead right. We don't we don't know. Um, but it, it is removing a level. It's just one level now, so that's that's interesting. We've already spoken about the sectorials that are not going to be out on launch. They're going to be out in November. Uh, oh, 2021, a big, big entertaining change to an army was sort of how Austria worded it, right? Yeah, so one army is going to change drastically. In, Forever. In how it's, in how it's played. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what, what, what do we think it's going to be? I reckon, right, my hot take, it's going to be Steel Phalanx. Because we've now made peace with the combined army, they all have to get desk jobs. <laughs> so Achilles has to do the has to uh, is become becomes an accountant, and he has to uh, wear a suit and commute to work every day. <laughs> and he's struggling with he's really struggling. Him and his wife, well, I, I, they're not getting I, on very well. Jack's <laughs> commuting to work in like this tiny little car, like uh, it's incredible. <laughs> Like, like, like the Incredibles, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I hate my life. No. <laughs> um, would you say that um, that certain forms would be his Achilles heel? Oh, oh, dad joke. Um, Thanks, I'm here all week. Love <laughs> it. Uh, I, I, I'm actually, I am seriously going to put my money on Steel Phalanx, um, but I don't know how they'll change. Uh, see, I, I, they've been discontinued, which I don't think it's going to be anything that's in the discontinued bin. I'm, I'm with Nick. I think it could be Corregidor. Why? But no. So, so what? What? Tell, what gives me the indication that it's not Corregidor is because Bostria then spoke later about how after that happens, that's when nomads get addressed, right? Yes. So, I, I. I don't think it's going to be a Yujing sectorial because Yujing already had their big story thing with JSA, right? Um. I don't. I mean, it could. It like what John, what you were saying earlier about Aleph and O twelve. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I think that could be that could be a bit of a hot take, um, but it could also be something to do with the combined army, or even Toha. Maybe. I mean, like, I mean it, the yeah. other option is like it's we said Aleph earlier, and, and everything. I feel like that could have something to do with it. I was thinking, or the, like we said earlier, with the change to the Knight of the Sepulchre, it could be a big change to military orders, but um, I can't see Pano changing that much. I think they like Pano being the shooty-shooty faction. Military orders just becomes a full tag sectoral. <laughs> Joan tag. All of, all, of the, all of the knights are now size 5, 6, and 7, uh, and it's just <laughs> big stompy boys. The first, Joan, the first Joan gets some of the... Um, the uh, uh, God, the Tariq super soldier serum. <laughs> wow, it's because she she didn't need that. Um, well, I guess like I guess to tie it into what else Bostria said about uh, N four and how they're progressing the storyline, and you know, and 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 two and three was all about you know pushing the trying to push the combined army back, and now N four is more going to be um, you know more of an insurgency and also more of a diplomatic approach so a bit more kind of what the human sphere are doing more clandestine operations more um po- po- politicking 
So there may be that may be a sign that something to do with that fundamental shift in the war against the combined army moves to a more like, well, we're really exhausted. This is a war of attrition. Our economies can't support this war anymore. Let's like let's come to a deal. And maybe from that, one of the armies has a massive change because they're not fighting as much or they change the way they're fighting. Yeah. So like mm. still phalanx become a home guard or something, you know, or military orders. They all remove their cubes and become magister knights and go <laughs> off and I uh, don't know. It could be anything. We don't know. <laughs> uh, but it certainly is interesting. Like the the way the way they said it, it excites me from a uh, storyline and pushing the pushing the story ahead. Uh, even though it's only been five years. But I mean, a lot happened. Well, so, so yeah, it, it's fine. It's it's the game came out like N three came out what five years ago, right? Yeah. Ten years ago or something. Five, um, years. five years ago, and it was one hundred and seventy five years in the future, right? From when it from when the game came out. Now it's one hundred and eighty years in the future from now, right? So, well, five years has changed. In the fluff sense, the starting point is also different. So it's actually that twenty years has gone by, not just five. Your math confuses me, but I'll 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 buy that's it. A, we'll allow that's it. A, that's, a, <laughs> that's a that's a Gavin Bateman take right there. <laughs> also, his, his, his big math brain just also time time is but light. So how far away are these planets, and how does that affect? You know, how long does it, like, do they all have, like, warp drive engines or what's the crack? Like, does it take no. them, you know? Everybody's synchronized, synchronized their watches. It's fine. <laughs> they're all on, they're all on We're all on Zulu. They're all on Zulu. <laughs> um, so he also mentioned uh, Cosmoflot by Christmas this year. Which is going to be interesting. Which is really cool. Are we thinking regular starter or, like, a 300-point box? Ooh. I don't know. Uh, probably. An army box. Army I don't box. think it'd be. A, I don't think it'd be a three hundred point box. I think um, it'll be a Starmada action pack type thing. Yeah, or yeah, not action pack. Yeah. Where, wherever the Starmada thing is yeah, called, army, army box. I don't think they're Whereas, called. Yeah, okay, army box. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah because there's the three hundred point boxes is like a specific thing where it's a three hundred point thing, but then they've got other boxes which are the army boxes, which is not three hundred points. It's just a whole bunch of models. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was kind of what I meant, but yes. Yeah. No. I. I the, yeah. The. Um, the wording is definitely different. So I reckon. Yeah. I reckon you're right, though. Yeah, that Storm Order box. I was kind of. Uh, I, my initial thought when I saw this Storm Order box at first was, is this going to be how starters are now? Mm. Well, hot. Well, hot take. I mean, it's nine models and 250 points. So does that? So does that mean that you fit a tenth model in there for? 300 points or is there going to be an ITS option for 250 points I I very much doubt it because I think that's just because the- code one code one is a 25 point option and it's pretty good just FYI <laughs> it works pretty well pretty well but yeah also the way they've sort of taken the uh, the previous two player starter packs then like the beyond boxes taking the sectorials so, sorry, separate separate those out into those two, whatever they call those these days as well. Action, yeah, the action action, packs. action, action, action packs. Pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, also, um, so Nomads and Ariadna are going to get some love in 2021. Yes. Um, so do we reckon they're going to be the next two factions for Code 1? I, I reckon so. I reckon we'll see a new two-player starter pack with Ariadna and Nomads um, as um, a, a bringing them into code into the Code 1 environment as well. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's how it will happen. You're right. So, mine, Cosmo, so Cosmoflot Army Pack... By Christmas, which will hopefully include a re-sculpted William Wallace. We hope. Yeah, that, that there's going to be a re-sculpt, so you would assume that... William Wallace in space. Kilts in space. <laughs> I mean, I, they have to pack some underwear. It's cold in space. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay, yeah, Nomads and Ariadna. That's interesting, though. Now, thinking about that, if we'll get Cosmoflock by Christmas this year, and then if we think that Ariadna are going to be code one, that's kind of two Ariadna boxes in the space of a year. Yeah. My so big, the big entertainment surprise is going to be an Ariadna surprise. And Ooh. that, you know, like they're going to redo uh, fucking US Ariadna, I reckon. US, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't. Because, well, the, the tack is new already, and Cosmoflot is brand new. Uh, and then the third faction, third sectorial that's live for um, for them is 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 US. Well, I think okay. So here's here's a thought that came into my head. So the Christmas is going to be Cosmoflot, which is a sectorial, and then and next year, twenty twenty one, will be a no, Vanilla Nomads versus Vanilla Ariadna because it's for. Code one, yeah. Um, now, of course, the Ariadna will be probably heavily leaning towards Cosmoflot and Tac, probably, or maybe just Cosmoflot. But I think there's quite a few models that they will have to release and resculpt before then. So I think there is there is room for two Ariadna releases in the next twelve months. Yeah, yeah. Because my initial thought was that. The next code one box would be Nomads and Hack. That's what I, I thought. I figured, I figured they were probably the two more popular factions of the ones that are yet to be hmm. introduced to code one. But, you know, hearing this interview, maybe, I don't know, maybe just Bostria um, misleading us. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. Um, another, change we do, another change we do know about is no sniffers. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, I mean, nobody ever used them anyway. I mean, I, I certainly didn't. There's one yeah. faction where I think they would be, they are very useful is ISS. <clears throat> uh, that Canren sniffer mine layer is pretty gross if you're up against, if you know you're up against Ariadna and you're going first. Yeah, but that's so, that's so niche. Um, or any, any, any faction that you, that, that might be running camel. Yeah. Like, you're not wrong, but I mean, sensor will still exist. Uh, the fact that it doesn't have its own effectively repeater system for mm-hmm. uh, sensor and for an observer, I really don't think that's much of a loss um, to the game. I mean, I've heard people complain that that it is minimizing the the, the ways that you are able to tackle a uh, a situation. Sure, I, I get that, but also, like, if nobody's using it, and then who cares? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's that's what I think a few... There's going to be a minority of people who are going to be annoyed with some of the changes in N4, or things that aren't going to be in the game, but most of us will just move on. Um, I think we have to. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry. Did you want to say something, John? No, I was just saying you you have to. I mean, we can we can complain about it, and yes, everybody's got the the right to complain. Uh, that's great, but I think being too negative means that you're going to just go into N4 expecting it to be shit. I'd rather see how things go and go into N4 with a positive mindset. And if it then turns out that I don't like it, I don't. At least I've tried. I'm not kind of. I'm not automatically going into it thinking, oh, this is going to be crap. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, you're right. CB, they make too many changes. They don't like it. <laughs> one one change that they're making, which I think is a great change, which no one's going to complain about, is that there's going to be very few units that have got four two move. Yes, because four two move sucks. Four two move doesn't. Suck. So I can't think. Of, I can medium play. medium infantry. The what happens to medium infantry in N four? That's they're four. That's going to be very. <laughs> No, but in general, you know, it's a, a classification. Um, they pro- there's probably really there's no difference between what me- what a medium infantry is and what a light infantry is, um, because I mean back in the day, right, medium infantry meant that they were four two. But then even in at the uh, profiles we've seen released late N three have got medium infantry that are four four. Yeah. So it's already a non starter, right? Um, maybe it's. Um, the, the one, the big difference that um, was in the, the last few seasons of ITS was that medium infantry got that forward deployment, right? So they might they'll keep that delineation in place so that they can put those sort of exclusive rules attached to that certain tagline in place uh, <clears throat> in the future if they want to. But um, for for most of in most intents and purposes, I wouldn't say all intents and purposes, but most, um, it's no difference between light and medium infantry. Yeah, it's usually a delineation yeah. that that they have often a slightly higher armor value and usually a couple more weapons to sort of say that they're a bit more heavily equipped. But Pavati is a a a, 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 a um, profile we've just seen who's light infantry with armor three BTS six. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. She has remote presence, I guess, but armor three is surprising. I wouldn't actually be surprised if that was a typo. Maybe she's armor two. <laughs> but who knows? Um, so what else have we got left? Uh, oh, the Polaris unit. Sorry, do, are we? Am I skipping ahead? No, I don't think so. Oh, we did. The, he mentioned that we know that points are dropping uh, for heavy heavy stuff. And points are going up for light stuff. Yeah. And SWC. We looks, that yeah, we did. Yeah, and SWC looks like it might might not be as much. Like one and a half. <laughs> one and a half. For a HM, sorry, one and a half for an HMG rather than two is an is an example. Which yeah, is, that sounds really great, actually. I mean, more more big guns. So, what's yeah, not to like about that? More big toys yeah. into your list. Um, cool. The Polaris unit. He gave a little bit of uh, information on the Polaris, and so like we still don't know exactly because the Polaris unit looks like it's the handler and the and, and the and the bear. And there's also the bear pod, which we don't know anything about that yet. But what it sounds like for this one is it's a yeah, like the the sort of a almost like a Margo and Duroc type thing. But you know, one's a one's a controller. Um, the bear didn't give too many things away. Uh, you know, plus one damage chain rifle, plus one burst chain rifle, armor five. He mentioned a vulnerability, so not not an immunity like um, the dogs have. But a vulnerability, so that's maybe that's just meaning that it's vulnerable to viral, much like the dogs are. I don't. It wasn't clear. 
Because yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel yeah. like because I, I listened, I played that bit that bit back like two or three times. Yeah, because I, he said vulnerability, and then the next word, I think it was something in Spanish because I don't know. What yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't make out either, but it sounded to me that he would have some sort of vulnerability. Yeah. So we'll see what that means. What I did, what I, what I thought was interesting from it was he said that if the handler, who is Masha, is the name of the girl. Uh, if she is alive, then the bear is regular is a regular order, and if she dies, then it becomes irregular and petrous. So, which makes sense. Which better than going to retreat. <laughs> which I like, and I wonder if that will be something that we'll see in those kinds of profiles with handlers. You know, because at the moment, it, you know, if you kill a handler, it's like, oh, cool, I'll spend a command token and nothing happens. Um, whereas, you know, if you spend, if you kill the, if you kill it, then you become irregular and also you lose, you know, now you lose control of that bear every turn. That could be, um, you know, more of a downside because at the mm. moment there's no real downside to killing the handler, um, for, at least for the antipodes. Obviously this is slightly different because it's, um, a big bear, um, not three little dogs. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, that was interesting. And then uh, lastly, he talked about some of the things that might be getting re-sculpted, mostly just nomad stuff. Um, the well, I mean, Some of the, um, some of the, what's it called? It's the, um, the concept art for the, those with the, um, the what now? The new Wildcats. The new, the concept art for the Wildcats looked amazing. I saw the other week. Yeah, that was um, during N4 week. That was nice. What were you yeah. thinking? Is that what you're thinking, Nick? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We've seen, oh, okay. the, yeah. seen a few of the, um, I forget the word, of those. The dossiers. Those little, dossiers. The dossiers. Yeah. Seen some of those already. We haven't is... seen it for the Moran yet. Mm. Which, I mean, um, as, long as, it looks, as long as it looks as good, if not better, than uh, what's her face from Aristea? Hmm. Oh yes, yes. Can't remember her name, but yes, I know. In the mean. Soldiers of Fortune box, can't remember who she is, but she's the Moran hacker, Maasai lady. She looks good. She looks real good. So if they look like that, I'll be I'll be on board. And yeah, better than the fugly. Here's my massive rifle <laughs> arm because <laughs> it's so big. Uh, New Shaolin monks. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, sorry. based around. Um... Uh, Lang Kai, which is pretty cool. Mm, yeah, I like it. The the I'm actually not a fan of the limited edition Lang Kai sculpt, uh, I, which I which I bought. Um, Why not? And then I just really don't like. I don't like his sword. I don't like the way he's standing. I don't like the big thing that he's standing on that much. Um, and, but then compared to the um, regular release sculpt, I'm a massive fan of that one, mm. where he's got like this yeah um and i think it's really dynamic it's a really elegant um, pose i really like and the, yeah. the the long sort long staff or whatever he's got is real yeah. real sweet yeah it's um, funny i actually very much don't like the or not very much but i pretty pretty well don't like the kunai ninja that you get in the um Caldstrom box if you pre-ordered it and i much prefer the the regular ninja that oh, i'm, I'm the same i 100 agree with you on that one. you keep doing that <laughs> and, and i because I, I pre-ordered Caldstrom, so I have that stupid fucking ninja when the other one that they released <laughs> up looks way better. Like, the one on the roof is just yeah. so good. 
Is the one? Is oh. the one? Oh, sorry. Yeah, go. No, it's the one that they released the regular release on that. The one is that the one with the sword? Yeah, no, the one on the roof is um. That's not the Kunai Ninja. That's a it's regular ninja. ninja. Yeah, but the, the Kunai Ninja, um, yeah, it's got a sword. Is the regular release, whereas the limited edition had the sniper rifle. Yeah, which are like, why would I ever use that profile unless we don't know in four oh. maybe. I mean, the kunai in Code 1, I don't know that you would ever use it. That's bad. I had it used on me one time. Ryan was playing Pano, and he had a Mimetism Neg 6 camo marker on a roof. And I was like, well, that's obviously a Swiss Guard missile launcher, so I'm going to stay the fuck away from that. And then he revealed it, and it was um, just the kunai. And I was like, oh. So, (laughs) (laughs) like, he got me. Ryan's good for that. Um, so yeah, the new monks. They, they're, they're. I'm looking forward to them. Um, the interesting thing he said was with the the new mixed boxes. I thought that was a nice little bit of information. Um, so no longer will you, well, not no longer, but less likely now that when you buy, I don't know, like four or three of something, it won't be three different poses of one model. It'll be here's like three Dakinis and a Deva, or here's three Cheer Killers and a Grenzer. So you're going to buy a box of something that you can use together, which I personally quite like. Yeah, and I I, I think it's more of a commercial decision as well because it means that if someone wants more of that thing rather than getting a box and a a blister pack, they have to get two boxes. Yeah, I think yeah. I guess there's there. I guess there's downsides to it, right? You know, um, I mean, if you get a starter box at the moment, which I think are going, they're they're going to be gone, with, replaced with action packs. You know, they're never really, they're never really a good starter box because they they allow you to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> you know, it's a starter to another starter. Like it's just it's shite. So at least if you, they give you a box that is like this is the most of a fire team. You know, in a box, um, that's not just like your Fusilier SWC box. Which, let's face it, you buy that and you use one of those three models. Yep, guns in it. Yeah, yeah. So if you they give you instead, like I think what he said it was like, Grenzer missile launcher and three cheer killers. Like that's a box that you could use. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. not the missile launcher, but oh, who knows? But it it just it kind of like says this is this is something you can run straight out of the box as a fire team, which. I think it's cool. It's good. I like it. Yeah. I think it's also showing that there's probably very likely to continue to be the um, the mixed fire teams will be the norm rather than the exception. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we're we're uh, <laughs> we're as John we're, Nick mentioned, we're well and truly in the uh, in the world of mixed fire teams. Yeah, if you if you rocked up with a fusilier fire team tomorrow uh, or whatever, <laughs> they'd just be like. Is there a hollow projector in uh, in panel? No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. uh, although uh, I guess on that though, the, the the discussion on fire teams is going to be interesting because as if they keep fire team bonuses the same way, but they're also trying to get rid of nested rules. How are they gonna? Are they gonna? Is there gonna be some way that it's gonna be displayed in army? Well, no. I think it's because like fire teams literally get their own little pdf document with their own rules right so Mm. that like i wouldn't necessarily call 
fire team rules nested rules because they're kind of separate. They're their own thing. Um, yeah. They apply sometimes and they apply depending on how many you've got there and, and, and that sort of thing. So it's not the sort of thing you'll see in a profile. It's not the sort of thing that you you would be able to implement on army because you don't tell army what your fire team is. It's something that you create on the fly. Well, maybe that could change. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm just thinking about it like, you know, like, uh, you know, you, you have a five, five man fire team and then you're like, okay, so you get, you know, so you know all the bonuses you have from a five man fire team and then you lose one member of that fire team and then you're like, great. So wait, what, what bonuses do I lose? Because most people are like, <laughs> you just lose the plus three, but you actually lose the plus three and the plus three to your discover. But, you know, like it would be nice if there was just a kind of something that would tell you not on the profile, obviously, but something on army would be like, this team gets this and this and this. You're not looking at army while you're playing a game. You're looking at your printed A4 sheet. Yeah. Of, of your... So just just get good and know the rules. <laughs> Seems like that's that. basically it. But I mean, like, I do like the fact that they have taken the um, – I'm not sure if you guys talked about this before when I was away, but um, how they've they've taken them out of the regular rule book, which means that they can modify them if they want. Yeah, we we did discuss that. We did mention that. We, we're not quite. I guess that's why they would do that, right? So they wouldn't have to. But if it's if, if it's an on, oh, I guess it's, if it's, 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 it does not invalidate a section of a printed book that people have paid ninety dollars to get. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, I was thinking from a living rule book, rule book stance, it doesn't matter. But you're right for those people like myself who are going to buy the the real rule book and look at it once and then never read it again. Um, <laughs> <She's lucky. laughs> that's fair. No, it's it's. I think it's good that they've done that. Um, it just makes me wonder what is going on inside CB's head that they've had five years and they're still not sure how they're gonna. I guess they're going to mm. wait for the dust to sell. On and I think, I think I think that's it. It's more about there's so many changes happening with all the profiles and all the units and and all the army composition and, and everything's changing in terms of like points costs and everything. Um, to then throw in uh, definitive or even to to successfully play test uh, changes to link teams would not be viable in the t- sort of timeframes they've want they they want to achieve to get this game out so they've left it up to the uh the player base as a whole at some point in the future to play test the changes to link teams for them that sounds yeah that I don't disagree with that I think that's right cool I'm definitely looking forward to the new army app being programmed by Mike the guy who did comlog that's oh, is that, is, that, is that happening? Yeah, they've mm. actually they've they've actually contracted him to do the new army app. Cool. So yeah, it might actually have proper functionality. I think that covers it. I think so. I, think I tell you what, I'm I'm really keen. I'm really glad that they are releasing more of these studio updates. Just to even if it is just like, I mean, the studio update that we got in the video was basically just a assassin. Um, update, right? But I think that's fine. If we can get a little bit more information next week with the different sectorial and then a little bit more information the week after that, that's going to be just enough so that we don't go completely insane waiting for uh, three weeks. Yeah, and then in the week in between, we get to sit on the forum, well, not on the forums, on WGC and, and find what people are thinking about it and, and then we get to make an episode and 
and uh, talk about. I mean, like, I, honestly, I didn't think we would have enough to talk about tonight, but we've gone for quite a while. Um, <laughs> Uh, um, what is effectively one sectoral that we don't even have all the information for? So no, you're right, and I think in, in a normal in a normal environment, we probably wouldn't be maybe thinking about these units. I don't know, like it's because we're like thinking about them in the context of N three and trying to like extrapolate what that means for N four and and like oh, it's yeah, it's exciting. Part of it. Um, sorry, listeners, if you've struggled through to this point, um, but. Uh, in- yeah. All right, John, you won't be invited back on the next episode. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's, all the, it's been so long since we've been able to actually get together in person and talk about this stuff like we normally do that I think a lot of it's kind of coming out in when we're recording. Oh, that's a good so, point. So. You know what? Uh, you know what? You mentioned that now. Yeah, we don't have our Thursday nights where we can sit and bitch and, and banter about like all this. <laughs> and and, and we, we do it on the podcast or we people then they release it. <laughs> release it on 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 the forums and on facebook so i mean obviously we're in melbourne so we're we're a special case but uh it is like that for most of the world right now right we can't get in person games so and there's these big changes happening so it's good to speculate yeah i'd be interested i'd actually be interested um for us to uh kind of compare some of our predictions not quite the right word because i don't think we can predict anything but compare what we think might happen and then maybe the week after n4 releases we um we look back and see how wrong we were <laughs> oh yeah well big, um, time. big time all right well do you want to call it there i think so i think so i think we right. i think we, we have covered everything so Thanks for thanks for coming back on, guys. Thanks for thanks for uh, appearing again, John. It's great to hear your voice. As yes, always. no, I am glad that I my work schedule has um, enabled me to finally um, get to record with you guys again. It's been been a long six months of uh, healthcare. <laughs> yeah, man. I uh, I hope sincerely hope that we will be out. Oh, well, we'll be seeing the light at the end of the tunnel in about three weeks' time. Yeah, well, the numbers today are good, 40-something 40, 40 today, which is a lot better than things have been. So, you know, let's hope. You know, and we can feel blessed that 40, 40 is like a re- relatively high number for us. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I'll be it then. So you've been listening to Lost of the Lieutenant. My name's Kevin. My name's Nick. And I'm John. Good night. Good night.